93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, March 4th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A tornado tore through the southern U.S. state of Alabama on Sunday, killing 23 people, uprooting wow. trees and causing catastrophic damage to buildings and roads, a local sheriff said. Unfortunately, our toll as far as fatality does stand as t- at 23 at the current time. Lee County Sheriff Jay Jones said, acknowledging that children were among the dead. Other people have been hospitalized, some with very uh, serious injuries. Search operations for those still missing were halted on Sunday night due to hazardous conditions, but Jones added they would resume on Monday morning. The destruction left by the storm was a quarter mile wide and stretched for several miles that it traveled on the ground. Still and video images showed trees that had been snapped in two, debris all over the roads and wrecked houses in the wake of the storm. More than 6,000 homes were left without power in Alabama and 16,000 suffered outages in neighboring Georgia. Authorities warned the death toll could rise further as rescuers uh, searched through the debris uh, about 60 miles east east of the state capital, Montgomery. The National Weather Center had issued a tornado warning for the area, including Lee County, earlier Sunday, calling on residents to take cover now, move to a basement or an interior room on the lowest floor of a sturdy building, and avoid windows. It tweeted on Sunday that the southeastern U.S. struck by a severe uh, storm system could see damaging winds, large hail, and isolated tornadoes overnight. Pennsylvania State Police confirmed that two people have died after a crash in Milford Township, Bucks County, Sunday night. It happened at 5 p.m. along 663 near Spinnerstown Road. Police say the 17-year-old driver was from Pottstown. He was taken to Lehigh uh, Valley. He was taken to Lehigh uh, Hospital with injuries. Now, there were two passengers that were in the car, 18-year-old Michelle uh, Godwin of Pennsburg and 18-year-old Daniel Pearson of Red Hill. Both of them were killed in the crash. Route 663 was shut down for several hours. It's not yet clear if weather played a role in the crash, but the roads were snow-covered at the time. Police said the vehicle went off the roadway and stuck a tree dur- um, during the storm. No charges have been filed. At this time, state police say the accident investigation is ongoing. City offices in Philadelphia will be open today after another round of a winter weather uh, storm that hit the region. Due to the winter storm, SEPTA's regional rail trains will operate on a modified schedule. They will operate on an enhanced Saturday schedule instead. Trash and, re- trash and recycling collections are on a regular schedule. Sanitation crews will be working throughout the snow event. However, delays are expected as trucks navigate through the inclement weather. In addition to your Sidewalks and driveways, residents are being urged to shovel snow from the front of the fire hydrants and storm drains on the block to allow snow melt to drain to the city's sewer system. The Philly 311 uh, contact center will be open for non-emergencies. A code blue is in effect to protect people who are experiencing homelessness. And the walk-in center at City Hall will be open normal business hours. Requests for salting and plowing will not be taken at this time. Once the storm has moved on, the city will announce when such requests will be taken. In sports this morning... What happened? Where's the dog? Just forget? No, I hit it. Sometimes the buttons don't work. Sons of bitches. I'm not going on until I get my dolphin. No, gotta get your dolphin. You're a professional. (laughs) Right, right. You know, with a professional intro. That's right. Every single day. I'm Tom Brokaw. Where's my goddamn dolphin? (laughs) Oh, 
Flyers beat the New York Islanders 4-1 yesterday afternoon in Long Island. The Flyers got strong goaltending from Brian Elliott and goals yeah, by did. Travis Sanheim, Travis Konechny, Sean Couturier, and Scott Lawton on their way to the win. In their last 21 games, the Flyers are 16-3-2 and continue to move up in the standings in the Eastern Conference. With 16 games to go in the regular season, the Flyers are five points behind the Montreal Canadiens and the Pittsburgh Penguins for the last playoff spot and only three points behind the Columbus Blue Jackets who lost last night. After a successful three-game road trip, the Flyers are back home on Wednesday night against the defending Stanley Cup champs, the Washington Capitals. The Sixers, who lost to the Golden State Warriors on Saturday night, are back in action tomorrow night with the game at home against the Orlando Magic. With 19 games left in their regular season, the Sixers are in fourth place in the Eastern Conference, a half a game behind the Indiana Pacers for third. Tip-off tomorrow night is at 7 o'clock. And the Phillies and the Twins tied at 3 yesterday afternoon at spring training. Over the weekend, the newly acquired Bryce Harper explained the numerical switch on his jersey. Harper is going to be wear, uh, is going from wearing number 34 in Washington to number 3 in Philadelphia. The outfielder is doing it uh, in deference to the former Phil's ace Roy Halladay, who will oh. be posthumously inducted into the Hall of Fame this summer. That's very nice. Harper said of the pitcher, who also wore number 34 in Philadelphia, I thought Roy Halladay should be the last one to wear it. He was a great person and one of the nicest people I'd ever met. For me, it's Roy Halladay. He's 34. He's what represents that number in Philly. Harper then chose to wear number three because he says it's a family number. The Phils are off today before resuming their spring training schedule tomorrow afternoon with a game against the Cardinals. And that is what I have for you this morning. Alright, thank you, Kathy. Hopefully we have a chance to speak to uh, Bryce in person in less than two weeks as we'll be in FLA for spring training, man. That's uh, You know my first question? The 15th, yo. Your family has a number? Eh? <laughs> you guys have a number? Well, no, he said uh, his brother wore it and his dad wore oh, it in okay. whatever sports right, that they right. played. Nice. Uh, so, welcome, dear friends. I must say, with the uh, the overnight snowfall and everything, it was the type of snow that makes for a very pretty drive into work this yeah, morning. Yeah, absolutely. It was kind of wet and heavy and, and hangs on the trees and power lines and stuff. And it's kind of like when Ralphie woke up on Christmas yeah. morning. morning. Yeah. Oh, uh, so nice. It was, it was actually kind of pretty. And... At least around my area. I know we got, um, I'm a little further out uh, north and, and uh, west of the city. Um, we probably got more snow than was here, but the crews got on it, man, because the roads were, you know, a little bit. There, there was snow here and there, but yeah. they were clear, and it wasn't really much of an issue to get into work this morning. Roads are great, and it was pretty easy to clean off the car. Did you notice that? Uh, yeah, it was It was heavy, but yeah, yeah it was pretty easy. Once you to hit get a it chunk, it just slid like a, yeah. a tectonic shift. Yeah, so uh, not too bad. So there's some delays, there's some cancellations, and so on. So it's going to make for a tricky ride in this morning, just to give you a heads up on that. We have a few things that are going on first and foremost. New Word of the Week prize, and with all this snow, we're thinking Killington, but not until later on. It's actually a golf package in Resort in Vermont. That is correct. So we will have your chance to get on board, and that is from uh, Hyundai City in Burlington, New Jersey. So uh, letter of the day, word of the week, you know how that how that whole thing works. It comes up at the end of the program. Uh, we have a couple of concert announcements today. Very cool. Yeah, and I've got those slated for 8 a.m. That's what it says here, so we'll try and do that in and around that time. Uh, we also have scheduled some guests on the program. We'll see if that ends up happening with, you know, the weather situation and everything. But actually, we have Drew McIntyre from WWE Raw, which is tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. There's a double main event taking place so we'll get uh, Drew in here, possibly, depending on the, you know, uh, uh, maneuverability of everybody. Double main event. That, too. 
Uh, and we have a cash prize announcement uh, yes. that we're going to make a little bit later on. A chance for you to win some money from MMR and one of our fine sponsors. We'll get those details later on today. So a lot on our plate for a Monday. We'll get it started in just a little bit. The entertainment report is on the way first and foremost with a stupid question. So we'll break and we'll come back with all of that. You want to take it a little bit easier on the way in this morning. We'll be your company. All right. Be right back. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. We are headed back to Jack Frost on Friday, March 1st for our 13th annual Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic from WMMR and JFBB, where the snow comes first. If you love paying for shipping, you're going to hate Steven Singer. Always with fast and free shipping, visit Steven Singer Jewelers online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to give away a Stupid Question prize. We have a four-pack of tickets to see the Philadelphia Wings as they're playing the Buffalo Bandits. On Friday at the Wells Fargo Center, and the question that I have for you is this. Uh, the film Alien, the very first one, 1979, what year does that take place in? What year does the movie take place in? Mm-hmm. It was released in 1979, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know that. What year does the film Alien take place in? Give a call. We'll do some birthdays while we are waiting for you to call to come through. Today is Monday, March 4th. Uh, Jason Newstead, former bassist of Metallica, he was replaced by Robert Trujillo. Left on uh, acrimonious terms, right? Yeah, I don't think it was. Wasn't um, nice. I don't. I don't think it was all that crazy pleasant. It wasn't. Um, I don't think they hated each other or anything. We're like going that. in a different direction. Um, yeah, I, I think away he, from you. No, I think he left. I don't think he was kicked out. Okay, um, it but, wasn't like the uh, Dave Mustaine where they just handed him a bus ticket goodbye. in New York yeah. and said, goodbye. Hey, you're, "You're out of the band." Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he went on to do some more jazzier stuff, believe it or not. Um, and we've had him on the show before. He's a nice guy. Yeah. He's uh, yeah. 56 years old today. Uh, we were just talking about the next uh, the, the next birthday boy. He was on uh, the Goldbergs, Evan Dando. Yes. Of the Lemonheads, lead singer. He is uh, He's 52 years old today. Man, he was as close as uh, a, an alt, to an alt heartthrob as I can remember, right? Like, yep. th- there weren't many. But he was uh, he was definitely one that just uh, women loved. Yep, he he stood out uh, for his good books, and uh, he is celebrating his fifty second birthday today. Uh, we also have uh, Michaelty Williamson, also known as Bubba from Forrest uh, Gump. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's actually pronounced Michael T. Yeah. Michael T. Yeah, really? Like, like almost like T is his middle initial. So was that just a riff on Michael T? It, it might be, but it, okay. it, it's spelled very oddly um, with yeah. a Y. And uh, but anyway, yeah, it's Michael T. Williamson. Yeah, it's spelled, oh, I have to say about that. It's spelled uh, M Y K E L T I. Huh? Uh, Are those a, Bubba Gump shrimp places still around? Oh yeah, they, they were in London. W- was there one? Yes. When we were walking around uh, wherever we were staying, what was the name of that uh, area? Piccadilly Some, Circus. No, nah, it was different. Uh, uh, something. Square. Leicester Square. Leicester Square. That's uh, it. There was one right around the corner from where we were staying. Okay. Yeah. Bubba Gum Shrimp. Wow. Uh, Con Air, Three Kings, a couple of his other titles. He's 59 today. Uh, the great Catherine O'Hara. 
has her birthday. SCTV, Beetlejuice, Home Alone, Best in Show, Mighty Wind, for your consideration. She was just in town, wasn't she? Yeah, they did the um, Craps Creek. And yeah, yeah. S's mm-hmm. Creek, but um, it was the night of that snowstorm uh, two weeks ago, or th- two and a half weeks ago, so I ended up not being able to make it. But it was him and or her and Eugene Levy and Eugene's son, and uh, it's a great show if you've never I, had a chance to watch it. I wonder what Nick the attendance was that night because it was that day of the snowstorm. Yeah, parking in the city was yeah, a pain yeah. in the butt and everything, so uh, I would have loved to have seen it, though. But they went on with the show, which is what they you would expect of them. Yeah, I can't get into the show. I, I'm like two or three episodes into it. And it's just one of those ones where I'm like, are they going to ever have a win? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I watched the first season, and and you'll get over that hump. And then I stopped. Nick has continued to watch it and says it's really good. They okay. do. They, they have some wins in there, Casey. It's you know, it's sort of it's always sunny-ish in its approach. Like where most of the time they lose, but occasionally they do get a win. Okay. All right, Catherine O'Hara is 65 mm. years old today, so happy birthday to her. Uh, Chaz Bono, formerly known as Chastity Bono before undergoing a sex change operation. That's a transition that I think looks really good. I think, I, you know, Chaz is very masculine looking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, child of Cher and Sonny and Cher, by the way, and uh, he celebrates 50 years today, so happy birthday. And then the last birthday I saw is director Len Weissman, who gave us Live Free or Die Hard, Underworld, Total Recall. Yeah, the remake. And, excuse me, ex-husband of uh, actress Kate Beckinsale, he uh, actually, celebrating his 46th birthday today. He cheated on her, Preston. No like, yeah, yeah. kidding. Believe it or not. Wow. Believe it or not. All right. Well, happy birthday. Let's see if we can get an answer to this question. What year does the film Alien take place in? 215-263-WMMR. And we will go to Kelly and see if she knows the answer. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, Kelly. So what year did the film Alien take place in? Um, 2122. Correct. <laughs> One moment, Kelly. You just got yourself a four-pack of tickets to see the Philadelphia Wings face off against the Buffalo Bandits. That's on Friday at the Wells Fargo Center during a Fortnite Friday, powered by N3rd Street Gamers. Mm-hmm. And you can get tickets at wingslax.com. Alien fun fact, the original script for Alien, written by Dan O'Bannon, uh, the character of Ripley was a guy. They cast Sigourney Weaver, and they didn't change one line of dialogue. Mm. So it was completely, they just played it as as was on the script. Nice. All right, so at the box office this weekend, number one was How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Heard good things about it. Made 82 mil. Whoa. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard it's, uh, it's definitely worth seeing. Uh, Alita Battle Angel held in for second I place. I see it. Uh, then you have Green Book had a resurgence uh, with its third place slot at $36.6 million. Uh, Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Funeral uh, came in fourth. And then he had Wandering Earth, The Lego Movie 2. Um, Happy Death Day to You was seventh, followed by Cold Pursuit, Fighting With My Family. <laughs> and Escape Room was number 10. Cold Pursuit time. cracks me up because it, it is the uh, uh, Liam Neeson, Mr. Plow movie. But uh, it just didn't take the way they were hoping. And they mm. gave a big push to it. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave with this. Johnny Depp has launched a 50 50- million-dollar defamation suit against his ex-wife, Amber Heard. He claims she lied about him abusing her and, furthermore, claims that she cheated on him within one month of their marriage in 2015 with Tesla founder Elon Musk. Uh Uh-huh. He claims that Heard... I have proof. uh, He claimed that uh, Heard Heard received late-night visits from Musk... Where did you get that segue? At the... uh, the, (laughs) At the L.A. (laughs) Bitch, where'd you get this segue? 
Uh, he got. What's uh, with all the rockets? She had late night visits from Musk at their LA home. I'm that, a cowboy. That Depp and Heard shared while he was traveling. Uh, are you a cowboy or a pirate? A, Make up I'm your a mind. Pie boy. A pie boy. Okay. A pirate. The 55-year-old suit against the his 32-year-old ex reportedly stems from an op-ed that she wrote for the Washington Post in December in which she said, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change. While she didn't name Depp in the article, the illusion was clear, considering that she'd accused him of abuse uh, during their divorce. Depp's lawyers are claiming that the piece depends on the central premise that Ms. Heard was a domestic abuse victim and that Mr. Depp perpetrated domestic violence against her, according to legal documents seen by People magazine. Where'd you get this Tesla? Now, Johnny claims that Heard was motivated solely by career advancement uh-huh. and that he and that he has 87 newly obtained surveillance camera videos. 87 of them. Which conclusively refute the abuse allegations. Her story made uh, her a darling for the Me Too movement, the same the suit claims. And because of that, uh, she was hired by L'Oreal P- Paris as its global spokesperson. Uh, his career, he claims, has been damaged by the allegations and led to him being dropped from his lucrative role in the Pirates of the Caribbean films. Well, the, first off, the Pirates of the Caribbean films were not, the box office return was not there. They were canceling right. out on those anyway. I think actually if he had just, let this go. He'd draw less attention to it. Mm-hmm. By engaging in this, he's drawing more attention to it. Kind of let it just go inert. But Who would have read that op-ed piece? Yeah, but you know what? Like, so. The, but the thing is, I'm, if he truly is innocent, innocent of all of these things, thank you. it, it doesn't matter I if he lets it go because, you know, one year, two years, five years, ten years, twenty years down the road... This is that that's going to be his legacy, and he I'm, and I guess he doesn't want to stand for that. If indeed he is, can I tell you something? Yeah, I love you, roast beef. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brisket. Uh, the claim adds: Ms. Heard is not a victim of domestic abuse; she is a perpetrator. She is a perpetrator. Yeah, Depp report. <laughs> what? I don't know. I was just waiting for a Yosemite <laughs> Sam moment. <laughs> I don't know well, what yeah. that was, but it was, you know, because of the classic Johnny Depp, Yosemite oh, Sam. Yeah, it okay. was a cowboy thing. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, I got you. I mean, really, any moment is a good Yosemite Sam. <laughs> He's been a pirate, too. He has been a pirate. I don't think that you can go wrong with Yosemite Sam. It's just perfect. Let me know if there's anything else you're waiting for. And I'll set you up, okay? All right, good. All right, cool. Slam dunk. Uh, what? Okay. That's, uh, uh, thank you. Okay, so Depp... Appreciate re- the heads up on that. <laughs> I love you, Ruski. <laughs> uh, Depp reportedly yeah. says that he had to have a finger reattached what? after Heard threw a vodka bottle at him. So Heard... Through, and he had to have a finger reattached. It says There'd reattached. be surgical. There'd that, be evidence of that. That would mean that the finger had come off at some point, <laughs> right? My, my entire left hand came off. Right. This isn't my leg. Yeah. I'm a pirate. <laughs> you bitch. Cut my whole finger off. Uh, it's my diddling finger. Uh, their divorce was finalized in January 2017, and Depp has consistently denied claims of abuse. Uh, Herd's rep told people in response, "The fri- this frivolous action is just the latest of Johnny Depp's repeated efforts to silence Amber Heard. She will not be silenced." So then I say, "Fricka, fricka, fricka, uh, Mister." 
He drinks a lot. You know he drinks a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Depp's actions prove that uh, he is unable to accept the truth of his ongoing abusive behavior. This is according to, you know, the other side. Yes. Uh, But while he appears hell-bent on achieving self-destruction, we will prevail in defeating this groundless lawsuit and ending the continued vile harassment of my client by Mr. Depp and his legal team. Wow. Okay. Back and forth. Back and forth. And reignited because I thought it was kind of... Just let it go. Over with. Well, she didn't, apparently, because she wrote wrote this article. She wrote this op-ed I know. I know. You're right. So she was actually the one that... And and to your point, yeah, if if this is out there and he really feels he's innocent, and he is, we don't know Mm -hmm. specifically... We've seen some what appears to be damning video of him going on a tirade. And, uh, I mean, in the tirade, he's just slamming <laughs> things where the, down. Where the Cocoa Puffs? He's not actually being physical <laughs> little, with little her. Little doggy. Little <laughs> doggy. He looks so, it's just him waking up and he's in a bad mood. His mother, somebody he's wearing died, a cowboy right? hat. Did yeah. his mom just die? Uh, I don't, yeah, I think so. It no, might have been shortly I, after that. But but yeah, he's wearing the cowboy hat and sunglasses and he's just. Yeah. Where are my spurs? Yeah. He's got his cap gun six Where shooter. Where are my spurs? <laughs> I don't want to look like some cowpoke. So he's. She's always leaving them laying yeah. around somewhere. You can't find them. They're supposed yeah. to be. God damn it, I just Jesus. stepped on my spurs. Here they are. Supposed to be Give in the me la- my spurs. Supposed to be in the laundry room. And- Look at that. Yeah. They're walking over on their own. Yeah. I guess so. Uh, I, I got the new ones from Nike. They're autonomous. Well, in Casey's defense, this this sound clip is labeled as spurs. We probably should have gone with your spurs. It just sounded like walking. I I've got that. spurs. I've got spurs. That jingle, jingle, jingle. As I go right in merrily, I go right in merrily. Oh, ain't you glad you're single? Yeah. Song ain't so very far, far from home. Ain't so very far from home. Okay. <laughs> How about Oprah? Let's go to Oprah. Oprah. She's less litigious these days, right? Well, she's facing some backlash this past weekend for declaring that it is time to say goodbye to Michael Jackson one last time in a social media post. Okay, so I watched the Michael Jackson leaving Neverland the first two hours on HBO. And I think the second two hours are t- tonight, tonight, but it, yeah. in the tease for it, Kathy, they had a thing where Oprah was sitting around yeah. with a panel. Is that what you're talking about, she's Preston? She's hosting an interview with the accusers after yeah. part two of Leaving Neverland uh, airs. And so why is she getting a hard time? Posted on her Oprah magazine, she wrote, it's time to say goodbye to Michael Jackson one last time. Up until a few days ago, OprahMags.com's a digital director, uh, Ariana Gab was a Michael Jackson offender and had uh, go-to lines about separating the artist from the man or how there was never any real proof that he abused children. But then Oprah and Leaving Neverland finally convinced her to let go of the king of pop. So it says here, the Post continued saying her aha moment, uh, Leaving Neverland is, well, Oprah came up with that. No, I know, I know. Uh, her, Her aha moment, Leaving Neverland is much bigger than Michael Jackson. It's bigger than Michael Jackson's fans, bigger than defending the soundtrack to your childhood. Instead, it's about the millions of people in this world who never got to have a childhood because of the sexual abuse they experienced before their young brains were even developed enough to know what was occurring. And people kind of went after Oprah because of uh, what's a she she was friends with uh, with Michael. very good friends and a few people went off on uh, look he, he invited you into his home blah 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 so she's basically right she's essentially in so many words saying 
you know, maybe he did this and, uh, and well, we need to just... When she, when she was being invited into the home, you know, this is... Uh, she hadn't seen the wealth of what's in this four-hour special. And mind you, and I was telling you guys before we went on air that I, I watched it the first half. I thought it was really good and riveting. However, it is. There's nobody from Jackson's camp who can speak in his defense. So yeah. you're, you're dealing with uh, a study of two guys primarily who were his favorites, and were and and at least the one guy uh, who, when he was a little kid, he's the kid who appears in that my, that commercial from years ago where the kid goes backstage and gets into Michael Jackson's dressing room and he's looking at the jackets and all that stuff and he's he's like amazed and then Michael Jackson opens the door and says he he you know hey kid yeah and uh, it's that's the whole thing it was a cute commercial so that kid grown up as a man says they were having sex sex not you know. Uh, they were doing sexual things constantly. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ooh. just all the time, all around. He was able to point in different areas of the Neverland Ranch um. and specifically spell out acts. I don't know. I don't know. But I can see why Oprah would say, eesh, this is really pretty. Uh... But did he say why he testified and said he, that it never So that's going to be tonight, I think, primarily, is going to be a lot of that stuff. But as, as Probably his, didn't want to admit it. As is pointed out, he actually felt he was in love with Michael Jackson. Oh, so so he was like, at least he says, again, at this point, it's, unless there's any, a wealth of forensic evidence that hasn't been come across here, you know, anything that's uh, DNA samples or anything, you're, you're just dealing with anecdotal evidence. But it, he ma- they both make compelling cases. That, you know, a lot wrong was going on at Neverland Ranch. Yeah. So uh, we'll get the uh, the second half of that tonight, Steve? Yes, yes. Okay. All right. Well, maybe we'll know more uh, after watching the second part, but I've yet to see the first one, so. Yeah, watch it. It'll it'll freak yeah, you out. Definitely want to see it. Hey, Chloe has changed her mind. Uh, the Revenge Body star has been uh, riding roller coaster of emotions since learning that her boyfriend Tristan was unfaithful to her. <laughs> With her sister Kylie's best friend Jordan, blah blah blah. One of those latest cheating scandal broke last week. Chloe seemed to be blaming Jordan, who was ousted from all future and current family business partnerships, and uh, she was kicked out of the Kylie's guest house. Now on Saturday, Chloe clarified her stance a little bit in a series of emotional tweets. She wrote, "This has been an awful week, and I know everyone is sick of hearing about it. As am I. Right? I'm a roller coaster of emotions, and have said things that I shouldn't have." Honestly, Tristan cheating on me and humiliating me wasn't such a shock as the first time. She said, what's been harder, more painful, is being hurt by someone so close to me, someone whom I love and treat like a little sister. But Jordan is not to be blamed for the breakup of my family. This was all Tristan's fault. I watched some of this unfold on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Listen, I don't follow her on Twitter. No. I, don't know, I don't know how it ended up <clears throat> in my feed it's people that I follow, follow her. Like Jordan Woods. No, no I don't yeah. follow her. But either way, if somebody likes a tweet and yeah. I follow that person sometimes. You're going to see it. It shows up on my feed. So I watched some of this play out. It was really weird because Jordan had done that sit down with. Um, the Red Table Talk. Yeah, with uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Right. Uh, whoever. And she was going after Jordan because of what she was saying on that, on that Table Talk. And then the backlash from that. I'm like. Because uh, I was, I'm like, all right, let me click on this and see what's going on here. And I cannot believe the amount of people that are like, 
have a vested They're interest. They're caught up in this? Yes. Yeah. As if it really affects their lives somehow. Uh, she said, I have to move on from, with uh, my life and count my blessings, my family, my health, and my beautiful baby, True. <laughs> uh, this is a start change from Friday when she tweeted that Jordan is the, quote, reason my family broke up in response to her change of heart. Uh, tweet fest. Many social media users were quick to claim that Chloe didn't really change her mind. Just saw the blowback uh, she was getting for her hypocrisy and publicity. Tweaked her a track on uh, to save her coin. See, that was her. yeah, huh? that was the tweaked first her tack to save her. Coin. <laughs> that was the first. Thing. I slipped the sheet. <laughs> the sheet yes. slipped me. That I was... tweaked her track. All right. So if nobody's really following following along with the with the Kardashian story and. and I saw, I saw right. this initial blowback, and so uh, Chloe's with Tristan, who was pregnant uh, with somebody else's baby mama, whatever. So Chloe, and then Kylie also oh stole. God, oh my god, Kylie, dude, dude, you're, make, you're making it worse. I know, but then Kylie. She stole Tyga away from uh, Black, Black China. China, who was friends with uh, Kim. Right, so they're like, yo, you guys are all hypocrites. I was like, oh, you are so right. I was, I was, I got caught up in it. Sorry, guys. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I simply comment on this stuff because I think of how ridiculously funny it all it's is. It's ridiculously right, funny. And regardless of... Take a side or, or sure. dive into it. I, I can't. I, I just find it so... Well, regardless of where you pathetic. stand, it is in the... It is all over the entertainment news. I know. So that you have to report it. You're a journalist. I know. I know. That's, uh, you I know mean, I'm, just, I'm can... just keeping my integrity intact. Yes. Steve, right. You went to journalism school. I tell you what the uh, the whole thing is absurd, uh, and and uh, the whole deal here with this thing about about their friendship or whatever, you know, uh, not to break it down too much or exacerbate the issue. If you're with someone who you know is the, the a boyfriend or a husband or whatever of someone you care deeply about, you don't hang out, you don't, and you avoid every, you don't make out with them, you don't, you don't just don't, you just don't do that. But in, in this context of the world they live in, ah, that's a gray area. By the way, I have some excerpts from the uh, Red Table Talk. So uh, this is Jordan saying that Tristan kissed her as she was leaving his house. She said, I was drunk, but I was not beyond the point of recollection. On the way out, he did kiss me. No passion, no nothing. It was like a kiss on the lips. When alcohol's involved, people make dumb moves or get caught up in the moment. Who knows? And she says, she's not the reason that Chloe and Tristan aren't together. She said, I know I'm not the reason that Tristan and Chloe are not together. And then Jada said, did you sleep with Tristan? She said, never. Uh, attach me to a lie detector. I need people to know the truth. And more importantly, I need the people involved to know the truth. Harumph! You can't handle the you truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> yes. I think you made out with Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> we need to call yeah. Jack in. Right. To weigh in on all yeah, of this I stuff. See so. you with I Black China. Yeah, so. And true is not your baby. <sighs> Jordan on why she didn't tell Chloe. Holy God damn. This is the last that right. I have of this. Uh, she <laughs> said, I just knew how much turmoil was going on. So I was like, let me know truth. Uh, no, let me know. Uh, through any more fuel on the fire. What? Let me not throw any more fuel on the fire in this broken that? English that they report they, this. Well, they, they they spelled throw through. T-H-R-O-U-G-H. Let me nor no more fuel fire. <laughs> Come again? Uh, you can't file the handle of the truth of the fire. Uh, more fuel. 
It makes no sense. Anyway, so it's a, I guess this is what they're trying to say. So Don't I throw was, more fuel on the fire. So it's like, let yeah. me... Let me know through any more fuel. The yeah, let me. Says. That's hard. What yeah, do they? Not, what do they just put it on dictation no, mode when they write this be, copy? There's a, there's let a team me missing. Not yeah. Throw any more yeah. fuel on the fire. You know it. me on that yeah. wall. Yeah. You find me over that you wall. Know, you know me through fire on fuel. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, she said, "I know. I was trying to protect Chloe's heart. She doesn't." Goddamn right, I did. <laughs> god. She says she doesn't deserve this either. That's the last thing I wanted to do was be that person. I'm not a home wrecker. Just a quick question here. I never, and this is the last. All right, all right. Uh, I never was trying to steal someone's man. I don't need your situation. There you go. So, are we to believe in in our world in our simple little lives here in Philadelphia, here in this building in Balakinwood? <laughs> are we to believe this whole incendiary thing erupted because of one kiss in passing while she was leaving? No. no, they just need a storyline. It's a they, they need so a villain. So then, what? Tristan's what? the villain. Yeah. She's the villain. What you precipitated know? this whole conflagration here that we're talking about? Uh, you're, you're looking for logic in an illogical situation. I mean, well, uh, yeah, no, but you're saying, Steve, it went from a simple kiss on the lips. I uh, thought they night. had full blown intercourse to to a real a night. Yeah. So anyway, blah it's blah blah. Ludicrous. All right, I've kill them all. <laughs> Finally said it. Thank you. All right, uh, this is unfortunate news. Uh, Michael J. Fox is opening up about his ongoing health struggles amidst his 20-year battle with Parkinson's disease. Where does he stand now, Preston? Well, speaking with the New York Times Magazine, the 57-year-old revealed that he underwent spinal surgery in April after falling multiple times. Uh, He said, I was having this recurring problem with my spinal cord. I was told that uh, it was benign, but if it stayed static, I would have diminished feeling in my legs and difficulty moving. Then all of a sudden, I started falling a lot, and it was getting ridiculous. Uh, he said that recovery hasn't been easy and that he has had setbacks in term of work. He said, last August, I was supposed to go to work. I woke up, walked into the kitchen to get my breakfast, misstepped, and I went down and I fractured the hell out of my arm. I ended up getting 19 pins and a plate oh. put in. He also spoke openly about how his his health issues, uh, admitting that they, uh, they challenge his positive outlook. He said, I, I realized that the understanding I'd reach with Parkinson's was sincere, but... Risk being glib. I'd made peace with the disease, but presumed others had that same relationship uh, when they didn't, he told the magazine. Then, when I started to deal with the effects from the spinal surgery, I realized, wow, it can get a lot worse. Uh, Being in a position where I couldn't walk and had health aids 24 hours a day, was I still prepared to say, hey, chin up, Parkinson's, it's a strange test, he said. Wow, that's very... uh, to be that candid and to be that aware and to realize that he may have appeared flippant to people who are dealing with yeah. greater levels of difficulty. Uh, but, uh, you know, God. He's a very sincere guy. He is. And I'm glad he uh, said those things. But he is, you know, even though he's had this real positive outlook, he's starting to go, okay, it's it's real and, and it can get bad. And I, I, and I need to be aware of that. You know, there but for the grace of God. You know, you, you obviously don't want anything... A guy who is responsible for so much joy and so young when he got it. Mm-hmm. You, you look at it, Selma Blair. You know, we were playing the audit of her last week, dealing with a, a flare-up of uh, of uh, MS. MS. And it, you know, I, I, you know, it, it, to me, it'd be it'd take a lot of energy, a constant energy, to keep your chin up throughout all that. Oh yeah, what? Absolutely. I, I don't think I could do it. Yep. Uh, Ian McKellen has apologized after facing some blowback for taking a controversial stance regarding accused sexual assaulter Kevin Spacey and Brian Singer, both of those guys. 
Uh, he was uh, he had worked with Spacey Ensinger previously. He was asked about his stance in the Me Too movement on a recent uh, Queer AF podcast. Uh, the actor, who's openly gay, said, uh, with a couple of names you mentioned of people that I worked with, both of them were in the closet, hence all the problems as people and their relationship with other people. If they had been able to open, uh, if, if they had been able to be open about themselves and their desires, uh, they wouldn't have started abusing people in the way that they're being accused. So, you know, people are going, hang on a minute here, dude. It was dude. not my intention to no more fuel fire. Uh, no, he didn't. <laughs> Uh, he also weighed in on whether stars accused of misconduct should be allowed to continue working. He said, that's debatable. I think it's rather up to the public. Do you want to see someone who's been accused of something that you don't approve of? Uh, do you ever want to see them again? The answer, If the answer is no, then you won't buy a ticket. You won't turn on the television. But there may be others for whom that's not a consideration. It's difficult to be absolutely black and white on that. Now, he walked back and apologized on Twitter. He wrote, as a part of... As part of an extended podcast recently, I suggested that if closeted people were instead open about their sexuality, they wouldn't abuse others. That, of course, is wrong, he wrote. My intention was to encourage the LGBT audience I was addressing to be proud and open about their sexuality. In doing so, my point was clumsily expressed. I would and at never... this point, I'm team Clary. He said... <laughs> He said, I would uh, never, ever trivialize or condone abuse of any kind. So he just, you know. You know what happens, too? You get into these interviews. Sure. And you're sitting there. And, you know, it's couple, and these guys get, like, two, three-hour interviews. Uh, and so you, in the context of these things, you say something. It suddenly gets segmented out. It does. And and you're in a very relaxed uh, yeah. atmosphere. And you're, you're talking to someone who you're just having a conversation with. And you might forget... What, what what you get when, when you're having a conversation with an individual, you, there's uh, there are things that you can uh, imply. Yes, that you'll know if the other person understands or right. not. And when, they're not. When, you're when, getting a visual cue. Yeah, when it goes out to a wider audience that you can't see, you may forget about that, and, and then it becomes cold and stark, and yep. it's in print. Exactly. There you go. So I understand. I think Jordan did it. Uh, well, I'm glad you have a vested. He's been uh, following that. Yes. He's trying to deflect. Hey, Amanda Bynes has been largely absent from the public eye ever since her breakdown in 2014. Uh, she seemed to be doing better. Uh, according to people, though, she has had a bit of a relapse and is now seeking help and treatment from uh, addiction and mental health uh, with mental health counselors. So she is going back into a rehab That's program. sad, man. I know, I know. She I, was... I, I, I think she's probably... I mean, I, don't, I hope this is not the case, but it seems as if she will probably spend most of her life... Working hard to keep uh, yeah. her mental health condition, yeah, yeah, in check. It's uh, and and that's definitely yeah. seems like that was it. And and she dabbled with drugs, obviously, but I think it's more a uh, a mental health problem. I think it it seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Hey, uh, Hollywood insiders are not happy with Steven Spielberg's rumored plan to block Netflix films from Oscars contention. He's proposing to change the rules so that films that debut on streaming services qualify for the Emmys instead of the Oscars. Uh, Stephen feels strongly about the difference between the streaming and theatrical situation. Uh, An Amblin spokesperson told IndieWire he'll be happy if the others will join his campaign when that comes up at the Academy Board of Governors meeting. And he will see what happens. Uh, He will see... um, what no fuel fire? We'll see what happens in next. Yeah, no fuel fire. Uh, I will say this: uh, I, I'm confused on this issue. I yeah. don't know where I, 
I stand and I'm, I, I, he makes a good point, but yet I also see, you know, the industry is moving towards, you know, the releases at home, like, like Bird Box and all that stuff. And, and, and so should a, should a movie like Roma, listen, Bird Box is not going to be, uh, not I don't best. think anybody's going to mistake that for Roma. Um, but I mean, is this is this in an effort to save the Oscars, or is it in an effort he, to save movie theaters? He's being yes, know? that movie partially theaters. the the movie industry, and also to keep the the um, to uh, preserve the integrity of what is classic cinema. Yeah. I think the difference if they if they want to break it down and have discussions about it is um, let's say you have a uh, a made for TV movie. Yeah. Okay. So those are broken up into acts and segments with commercial breaks. Yeah. Okay, so so that I can see qualifying for Emmy contention. Right. Oscars, even if it's debuted on a streaming service like Netflix, is a hour and a half, two hour, non segmented movie. Continue continuous running piece of entertainment. Yeah. And I would qualify that as a movie. If you're yeah, and you know if, what I mean I mean I, I kinda think that way. Yeah. But, but I don't. He's he does make some good points, and I understand why he's looking to do what he's doing right now. Though he's not getting a ton of support, right? No. Because a lot of the other people are saying, "Wait a second, we have this avenue now to get films that otherwise wouldn't be made yep. in Hollywood or be made by these movie studios and get a real deal release." So why are we being cut off? Because it's the it's the way Hollywood works these days. And in fact, uh, Ava DuVernay, who received an Oscar nod for Netflix's Thirteenth. Uh, tweeted, Dear Academy, this is a Board of Governors meeting and regular branch members can't be there. But I hope if this is true that you'll have filmmakers in the room who read statements from directors like me who feel differently. He actually so. recorded a, a audio to send to the uh, Film Academy. Here, let's see if we got it. You suck oh. my d- and shut the f- up. So huh? he's passionate. Spielberg? Yeah, that was Spielberg. Wow. He even put on a quasi-Irish accent. Preston, did you know that uh, Deadwood's coming back to HBO, by the way? I had heard, yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, I, that um, they're redoing it all together, right? I, don't know I love it, that show. Are they yeah. redoing it, or is it going to be a continuation? Because I saw that guy. They're continuing. Ian yeah. McShane. Ian McShane. Yeah. I saw him in the, oh, pre- in okay. the preview. Swearing so maybe I should go back and, uh, I don't, because there weren't that many seasons No, of it, it, right? was, it was two, I Actually, think. it's Swearing Jen. Gin? Yeah, we're looking at it right now. Okay. So I guess it's going to be a TV movie case. I mean, that's what it says oh, on IMDb. Okay. Um, so I don't know if it's a one-off or how they're going to handle it. They're going to do it the way they did Fuller House. Uh, <laughs> that show was awesome. Yeah. I so loved it. And it kind of fizzled, didn't it? It, it? They didn't give it a it proper wrap-up. Actually, the producer, Preston, sort of just stopped working on it to do a show called Joe from Cincinnati, or what was that? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, John yeah. from John Cincinnati. John from Cincinnati. Oh, okay. This bizarre thing that sucked. And Deadwood was so good. Yeah. All right. Two more quick things, and we got to do the clips. Uh, this was sad. Who's the boss? And soap star Catherine Helmond uh, passed away over the weekend. She was 89 years old. Complications from Alzheimer's. She was Mona. She was Mona, correct. And uh, her career spanned 30 plus years. And during it, she received multiple Emmy nominations uh, for roles in uh, hits like Soap. Uh, who's the boss, and everybody loves Raymond. So. Do you remember in the early years, President's Soap, she was like a bombshell. I mean, she was very curvy. Yeah, she was considered the... She was sort she of... kind of slutty. I think yes. They played her. Wait, and on Who's the Boss, she was slutty, yeah. too, right? she, Well, she was, yeah. she was innocently, sl- like, you know, like a, like a, a, a like a, uh, like a pinup, almost. Like the, the, the dumb, the dumb wife who was, um, okay. that was sort of the deal. Uh, who's the boss? She was definitely played a slutty character, but she was also in a lot of, she worked with, uh, Terry, uh, Gilliam a lot. 
Yeah. And uh and he's she's in that classic um the movie Brazil. She's yeah. the one getting the facelift. It's a classic shot of her having her face stretched out. She was also in the uh, she was the mom in the movie Overboard. Oh yeah. I love that. Movie. Yeah. Yeah, so it's sad news. 89 years old. And then one last thing, this is good news. Edge of Tomorrow is getting the sequel treatment. Nice. Love that movie. Warner Brothers has confirmed that it is moving ahead with its follow-up to the Tom Cruise Emily Blunt time travel epic uh Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, the the 2014 Doug Lindman helmed original uh, garnered 370.5 million worldwide. Um, I don't know if Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt are on board. I, I think they, they should are. be. Yeah. Uh, but wow, that was a that was a surprise, awesome movie. <laughs> Again, another yeah. movie that comes out of the blue where you're not you don't know the story, you get swept up in it. So the original title of the movie was Live Die Repeat. Yes. yes. The sequel is going to be called Live Die Repeat and Repeat. Okay. And right. it's uh, with Tom Cruise in it. I love it. Excellent. All right, let's get on to the clips. Yeah, hey. Triple Frontier follows five former Special Forces operatives who reunite to plan a heist in a sparsely populated zone of South America. In this clip, director J.C. Chander admits that working with a star-studded cast that includes Ben Affleck, Charlie Hunnam, and Oscar Isaac was nowhere near as exciting as having Lars Ulrich on the soundtrack. Here we go. We got Lars to play on the score, <laughs> so for me, as a like, kid from New Jersey who used to yeah, love man. Metallica, like, it, it was a pretty cool experience to have literally Lars playing live drums throughout it. I don't give a f- uh, so, Triple Frontier premiere in uh, will premiere in select theaters on Wednesday before it streams on Netflix March 13th. Mm. Here's the next clip. J.K. Simmons stars in I'm Not Here, a film co-written and directed by his wife, Michelle Schumacher, about a man struggling with the tragic memories of his past to make sense of his present. Here, J.K. explains... What it was like getting ready to play an older version of himself. The character when I play him was also played by Sebastian Stan there and Ian Armitage uh, in different decades, obviously. When I play him, he's kind of at near the end of his rope and uh, uh, unhealthy, and, and we sort of had the choice between getting bloated and getting a little emaciated, and it just seemed healthier to get emaciated. <laughs> yeah. Velociraptor. Uh, he said, or I'm not here, by the way, hits theaters uh, this Friday, so that will be out in... There you go. That's what I got for you. Entertainment report today on a Monday morning. Uh, let's go ahead and take a break. We have a few things taking place this morning. A couple of uh, announcements that we'll have concert related and some cash announcements as well. Wow. So stay with us and we'll see if we get any guests in with the weather. We are expecting Drew McIntyre from uh, WWE Raw, which is tonight, by the way, at the Wells Fargo Center. But we'll see. We'll see because uh, driving around is a bit of an issue today. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. You know what? Also later on, we're going to have to do a little um, cardboard classic recap because uh, <laughs> after we got done with the show in the E2000 Lounge, we headed out under the tubing hill and uh, and it and it went on. Oh we yeah, had a great time. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to relive some of that love a little bit uh, later on. But in the meantime, I saw this interesting article about the keto diet. All the rage now, isn't it? Keto diet. You know what? When these when these things pop up, I, I wait for them to uh, I wait for them to solidify for a little while and then fizzle out, and it happens all the time. The one thing you need to do though is just stand off to the side and let other people argue it out. Oh yeah, because the people who are in it are passionate, and the oh, people yeah. who are naysayers and they war. And I just feel like standing off to the side and letting them work it out. What I've read about it basically is what it just seems like a you know low to no carb, high protein diet, which is 
is whatever. People Isn't have been that doing Atkins? that for a long time. I <laughs> so, thought so. Yeah, it's a little bit different. I mean, I have a friend who's on it, and she it's done wonders for her. She has lost so much weight, and she kind of it's just another way for somebody if it works for you to uh, you know change the way you eat. Now, when you've been around your friend, stop it. I know what you're going to say. Have you noticed a stench of any no, type? No, I haven't. She doesn't smell. Okay, you sure? sure? I'm positive. I'm are also you not serious? Shoving uh, my face in her crotch. Who are you protecting? Uh, wait, her crotch. Well, yeah. So some of the the women on the diet have complained about changes in their feminine region, which has since been nicknamed the keto crotch. The keto crotch. <laughs> no. According to uh, Women's Health, so yes. Women- uh, there has been an increase in women saying that their vaginas have emitted a strong odor mm. after alerting or after altering their diet. So when you, but have... I wonder if that's like um, kind of like cleansing your system out. Uh, you know, like I don't know, is that like the toxins coming out? Down I there? think it, what it is, you're, you're probably smelling is rotting flesh. Oh, come See, on. I've heard uh, from malnutrition. I've heard with Atkins that it'll do a number on your breath. Your okay, your, same your, thing. So okay. you just same you thing. just pick the hole you want to smell. No, 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 no. Okay, so the publication made clear keto crotch has not been scientifically proven to occur in women's bodies after altering their diet, but experts have explained. That it is possible for the vagina's odors to alter because of the change in food consumption. OBGYN, Dr. Sherry A. Ross, women's health expert and author of Sheology. Sheology. Explained in an interview why food can alter the odors emitted from that area. Uh, she said the saying, you are what you eat, holds true to odors that are coming from the vagina. Uh, on the keto diet, the body will enter into the metabolic state of ketosis. Ketosis. Uh, where fats will be broken down for fuel instead of carbs. That's what you want, right? All right, so ketosis then releases ketones, chemicals vagina. chemicals made in the liver, which can then cause an alteration on how someone's breath, poop, pee, and vaginal area smell. Cooter. Let's use the medical term. Yeah. Okay, cooter. Do you know this diet is used, uh, it was primarily initially used uh, to treat uh, difficult to control epilepsy. No in, kidding. In children, mostly. Keto wow. is designed to control epilepsy? Yeah, it's, so, the quick question I have here, and I think it's a pertinent question, so you would you'd go on this diet. Does this diet become your lifestyle? Because it doesn't seem like a long-term yes. eating plan. Well, it's supposed, it does? To, it's supposed to change. Yeah, it's supposed to change the way you eat. You're, you're eating less processed foods on it. Okay. Aren't processed foods rich in sugar good for you? <laughs> uh, hmm. uh, yeah, I, I have a friend who does absolutely zero carbohydrates whatsoever in right. her diet. And she's been doing it for years and years and years. And she's uh, thin, very, very thin, and it works for her. And I guess eventually, if you teach yourself to do it, you can you can sustain on that. How's her crotch smell? I have not smelled her crotch. Uh, <laughs> I, I, this is completely platonic. I just need to do something. <laughs> yes, please. For science. What are you doing? I work in radio. <laughs> and we had a diet, dietary question. Uh-huh. This is not sexual. This is olfactory. Uh, previously, people have complained about keto breath, Casey, which I thought uh, yeah. was, speaks to what you were saying. Did you get that after spending a night with a keto woman? <laughs> um, I don't know. But uh, anyhow, while on the diet, some people do that. It causes the smell of acetone, Ooh, the main ingredient in nail polish remover. That's unpleasant. Uh, on the breath. <laughs> uh, but the keto diet can also alter vaginal pH levels, which would then change that odor as well. 
Would it have any effects on on male reproductive organs? I mean, it seems unfair. But Nick, it's odd you should ask that because <laughs> uh, in men, uh, the the sperm is switched to gold coins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that there's Isn't a benefit. That, we get so we see it's so it's so lucky when you're a guy that yeah. your semen now becomes Ow. gold coins. Yeah, that and would hurt. Probably, yeah, probably but hurts. you could make a mint. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess so. Deal with the pain, right? No pain, no gain. <laughs> got cold down there. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Ross explained how altering the number of fats and carbs in a woman's diet is not the only food change that could impact the vagina. <laughs> she said pungent foods and spices seem to take a fast lane. In our bodies, through the bloodstream, lung sweat, and uh, vaginal secretions. We have to say it. It's science, damn it. Uh, creating especially intense smells under the arms, on the scalp, in the genital area, just about everywhere. All right, well, that, so go ahead. That kind of makes sense because when you're trying to eat healthier um, and you're you're eating less of the processed foods, you can, on a lot of these diets, they let you use spices to kind mm, of spice yes. up your bland chicken or yep. meat or whatever you're eating. And Kathy, I'm not sure because I've not read up on the keto diet or I'm not not that familiar with the specifics of it, but don't they suggest you store your leftovers in your vagina? Yeah, yeah. that's why that, that could it's, be what... it's rotting food is really what it. the smell is. Oh. A, yeah. a quick question with, with the, um, are you eating more meals a day on keto? I don't no. know. Okay. I've, I've I not know. investigated it enough. Yeah, I, I personally, when it comes to weight loss, I mainly just keep an eye on caloric intake, and I try to eat healthier, fresher foods. So know? my diet, which I designed, and I talked about it on Twitter, it's the Kato diet, Kato. where you have people kung fu kick the food out of your mouth. Okay. Oh. I all thought right. it was just people coming over and living in your house for free. Kato Kalen? Yeah. yeah. Eating That's, all your food? Yeah. There are two versions yeah. of it. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. yeah I could. guess yours would be less painful. Yeah. So, uh, but but I found this interesting. There are, It says here, foods that give off a notably offensive odor include garlic, onions, mint, turmeric, curry, blue cheese, <laughs> and other fermented foods, cabbage, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, and asparagus. But there are foods capable of making the odors... Uh, a little bit better. Is it all right? Quick, all right, I, I'm full of questions here, and I know you're you're not uh, you, you know I'm not an expert, an expert on this, but I'll mm-hmm. throw this out there. Do you think there's a chance that you, that burnt rubber girl was keto before keto was cool? <laughs> uh, no, that didn't smell like acetone. Okay, all right, it just smelled like vulcanized <laughs> rubber. <laughs> uh, it sucks that she was so hot. Uh, she was a bitch. I know. Too. I know. Uh, Anyway, uh, the good news is there are foods that can combat. <laughs> That's another story. Offensive, Does keto do that? Offensive odors and actually add a sweet smell or taste Ooh. to that area. Uh, Dr. Ross said that uh, these foods include fresh fruit, fruit juices, whole grains, and Greek yogurt. Well, may I observe something here? And and she, she's a co-worker, uh, but uh, she eats a lot of fruit. Kathy Romano. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. Uh, oh, so I have oh. to assume it's like going to Hershey. It's like candy time. Yeah, maybe. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, in the most platonic and uh, clinical way. Is there anybody that would be allowed to do a sniff test at all? Or <laughs> oh, is good that... Lord. Stop it. <laughs> I think there's one person, That's but disgusting. he just retired. Oh, he did? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so Mike is a keto specialist ah. on the phone line. He is. Uh, that's what it says here anyway. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Good. I uh, apologize for my voice. I'm a little uh, under the weather, but... That's okay. It's, we wouldn't have noticed. It's fine. We had nothing so, to compare it to. So give it, give us the breakdown of, of the keto, please. Okay. So the way that it basically goes down is you're correct that it's low-carb, but it's actually a moderate amount of protein. And the key is high amounts of healthy fats, which would be things like olive oil, avocados, eggs, coconut oil, nuts, okay. 
things of that nature. Right. So, Mike, would, would, would a Mediterranean diet fall somewhat within the parameters of a keto diet? To some extent, but the Mediterranean diet still has a good amount of carbohydrates in it as well. It's higher fat than what most people would consider a normal diet, but it still has a high amount of carbohydrates. The right breakdown for the keto diet is roughly about 70% fat, 20% to 25% protein, and about 5% carbohydrates. Okay. All right. All right. I got gotcha. you. And the carbohydrates that you do get, they want those to be from mostly from dark green vegetables, or they call cruciferous vegetables, things like... Broccoli, spinach, uh, kale, cauliflower, yeah. um, Brussels sprouts, things like that. You're talking my jam now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, and that's, I used to hate leafy greens, and yeah. now I, I love them. Mike, do you what? know about this uh, finding? Uh, yeah. And uh, is that how you acetone, got your cold? <laughs> yeah. So, the acetone um, uh, thing that they're talking about there is, I mean, the other things you were talking about is a relatively recent thing. I knew about the breath a while ago, and that's because the whole purpose of this diet and why it's called the keto diet is, is to put your body in a state of what's called ketosis, right? which is where your body preferentially breaks down fat for energy rather than carbohydrates or sugars. And one of the results of that is that acetone type of a thing. The acetone is actually a way that people use these uh, test strips, either in urine or just by smelling their breath, to see whether or not they're actually in ketosis. Oh, wow. So does, there's no manifestation, though, that you've heard of with, with guys? Uh, not not in uh, the nether regions. No. Okay. I've not heard your of any. Your balls stink. Yeah. Your balls stink. <laughs> Look, oh, your your balls are glowing. Yeah. They're glowing. What are those yeah. glowing orbs in your pants? Oh, I'm on the keto. Mike, how many calories are you consuming a day? <laughs> My junk has become a nightlight. Uh, how many uh, calories are you consuming a day? The calories, real, their calorie consumption really doesn't change that much. It's just changing... What you're eating, the nutrition, yeah, huh. yeah, I got you. Yeah, but then the uh, the other things about that are because um, I counsel people on this daily. I, I work in medicine, and uh, we have where I I uh, work in Millville, New Jersey. Okay, and uh, we have a high stop bragging. <laughs> we have a high amount of diabetics in our area. Okay, and what this diet has actually done is we've actually had people completely reverse their diabetes by doing this. Because Amazing. You're getting the only trade-off is that people sugar. people yeah. pass out as you walk by coming your stinky crying. I'll tell you why because I, I looked into the keto diet and to me when like I need to be able to eat at a convenience, right? And I got yeah. this but the a lot of the keto stuff was like, okay, this is only going to take you a half hour to make from scratch and or 45 minutes and you know and then you got to you know there's prepared, to, there's prepared yeah, keto stuff, I yeah. Was, I never said it was the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, not easy to lose weight on convenience. You can't. You have yeah. to food yeah. prep. Yeah. You got to give that never... up. Kathy, you have an excellent point. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. No, not a problem. Yeah. No. You got. You got to forget it. You, you'll never be able to do it if you're just uh, if you're simply eating on convenience. You, you've got to. But, but here's the deal about. And listen, I've I've recently lost 28 pounds since December, and I've made it uh, a part of every day's planning. I I now diligently do it. After a couple of weeks of doing it, it becomes. Autopilot. It's actually Easier. very, very easy to do. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Mike mentioned, uh, you know, the high fat, uh, the good high fat foods, and uh, one of the ones that he mentioned was avocado. And, and a side note to this story, Preston, is that um, several uh, news articles have pointed out that avocado prices have gone up over the last few yeah. months, and, and that's uh-huh. in, in no small part due to the popularity 
Of the keto of diet. Of the keto yeah. diet. Hey, you know what I found out is I don't know how to buy an avocado because I have no idea when it's ripe and when it's not just by kind of like squeezing and looking at the outside. I have no idea. If it feels like a rock, it's not ripe. Yeah, well, you know what, Kath? That's the problem. I, I bought, they came in like, you know, packs of four or whatever, and I bought four of them. Three of them were not ripe. One was, wait, no, no, three of them were like, Overly ripe, and then the last one was was not ripe yet. And just go when you're shopping. Ask the healthiest looking person there. Is this <laughs> to help? Is you. this right? No, nah, it's just uh, it's a matter of doing it a few times. You'll you'll get the feel for it, and you'll know when it's ripe. And a lot of times, it. when you buy them in the bags and you buy them in bulk, they're they are not ripe yet. Yep. So go to the individual ones. Yep, exactly. And uh, like mangoes are that way too. We were at the store yesterday. We bought mangoes, and I'm sitting there. You know, you got to get a feel for them. If they're you have ready. to eat them, you have to eat them eventually. <laughs> and then no. By the way, speaking of eating, a completely different story. There was a guy who was stranded in Central Oregon snow for five days, and he survived by eating taco sauce packets. I mm. saw him and his dog, right? Uh, you know what? I don't know if his dog was there or not, I, I Kat. Thought that that maybe I thought that his dog was with him. Uh, yeah, he and his dog, Allie. That's correct. So, Who wants some taco sauce? A snowmobiler found him... On Friday, and a search and rescue team member who rode to him on a large snow tractor uh, brought him out of the woods. Uh, and apparently, yeah, he had he had run out of gas, or, or no, I'm sorry, he was he w- he went off roading and was last seen getting gas on February 24th. He told his rescuer that he and his dog became stuck in deep snow uh, on a U.S. Forest Service road later that same day. He slept in his car, and when he awoke Monday, more snow had fallen. He attempted to hike out. Uh, but the snow was too deep, so uh, he and Allie returned to his car, uh, and apparently there was taco sauce <laughs> in the car. So he he ate three Taco Bell hot sauce packets during the ordeal, or the ordeal, and he joked, he said, "Taco Bell fire sauce saves lives." Uh, they were both in good health when they were found, but uh, I mean, that's all he had to. Uh, uh, to you know what, though? on while he was there. That's almost like like a probably like a fasting plan. You know, yeah. you know what was that stuff where they they were drinking ki- like a cayenne oh, juice? Yeah, the mm-hmm. cleanse. That, that dumb thing. That's something oh, very I, cleanse, right? I did it. Did you for, for one day? I felt like I had the flu, and I stopped. It, it was horrible, huh? I I felt like I had the flu. I'm not kidding you. My aunt did it for 28 days. I did it for seven days. And I didn't feel like I had the flu, but, like, the cayenne pepper is supposed to be, like, the appetite suppressant. Yeah? Um, yeah, it was fine. It's like... You were too busy vomiting? No, no. It was. It's water, lemon juice, cayenne pepper, and, like, maple syrup. Maple syrup, like, yeah. How did your junk smell? <laughs> I don't know. Sweet and spicy. Sweet and spicy. <laughs> yes, wonderful. Like honeysuckle. Hey, case, my, like, I bought everything. I, I got everything I would need for the entire time I was going to do it. One day. Yeah. What have you? What have you been down to, Preston? In Man. your in your in your in your leaner money days, when you were like maybe with the image, when yeah. you're out on the road, what what did you subsist on? I'm trying to think of what if I've ever had to just scrape to eat something, anything. Been been out all day where you just yeah. didn't plan properly and you, and you didn't have enough food. Um, I can't. Nothing is coming to mind where I, I mean, like I remember. I remember, you know, eating a a French fry that I found in my car because I was really hungry one time. <laughs> wow. yeah. Well, that's you know. honestly those are little th- those are car gifts. Those are little a little uh, little surprises. I used to keep in my car um, <laughs> loose nuggets. No, I would keep uh, like uh, sealed uh, vacuum sealed beef jerky. 
in my Yeah, you talked heart. about this. In, in case, case I was ever stranded somewhere and starving, I at least had something to go to. You don't have it anymore? Nah, I haven't done that in a while. I got some Mentos, and that's pretty <laughs> much it. Yeah. <laughs> Those are, that'll get that'll you last through. forever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you got the plate. It's like the classic science fiction movie of the future where they have one pill on the plate, you got yeah. the knife and the fork. That's it. Yeah. My whole meal's in this pill. We yeah. used to have uh, our music director, uh, Sean uh, Tizer, who's an Orthodox Jew, and he... Um, was worked overnight one time uh, during a snowstorm and good, there was no no food options were available and he was starving he was you know so the only thing that he was allowed to eat the only thing that he could find was ketchup packets and and he did it partially because of religious reasons but partially because he was so oh, desperate right. for calories and yeah. I was just you know I think there was literally like a pizza on the kitchen floor on the kitchen table but he come couldn't on. eat it because he was because of the, the it wasn't kosher it, it wasn't kosher yeah yeah, yeah bye, come here pulled pork sandwiches. Right? <laughs> I mean, so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wonder what you can get, uh, though, nutrition-wise, out of just condiments. Yeah. So you have, can you subside on those? So you have tomatoes, uh, which we have learned are a, uh, are a fruit, mm-hmm. right? And you have this salt. What else is in it? Vinegar. Vinegar. Yeah. Um, jerky. Uh, no, uh, no, I don't know what else. I, I guess, listen... Over this guy was able to to stay alive just eating these packets. I think something you, you die much quicker from lack of water. Correct? Yes. So correct. so um, I don't know. But there's there's nutrition that you have to have. When I, I, I read the book, The Martian, it goes into yeah. real detail about because he breaks down exactly what he's going to need to survive. Yes. And you can have you there you can eat stuff, but it won't nutritionally sustain you for some reason or another. Uh, but there's a certain amount of you know, uh, protein, carbohydrate, blah, 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 all that stuff that you absolutely have to have to stay alive. So I keep a banana cream pie in my glove compartment. Oh, that's good. Yeah. good idea. Oh, I've been wanting banana cream pie lately. And it's always grain. piping hot pressed. <laughs> I run a wire from the cigarette lighter <laughs> to the tin. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. Uh, I've never I've, I've never had to scrimp and, and just really claw for food. For a little while, I was having mayonnaise sandwiches. <laughs> You know, we just put mayonnaise on bread. Sure, I I ate that because I liked the way it tasted. Right, yeah, Not because that was scrimping, Yeah, uh, condiments and 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 there were people. That, remember that used to be the deal. I think at Roy's or one of them, you, they would go and just put the sauce on the bread. Oh, I don't know. Wait, yeah. Roy Rogers. Yeah, and it was just kind of a, like a like a cheap way for college kids to. Well, I would do that at uh, at Wawa. Um, I discovered that if you got a plain hoagie. <laughs> It didn't cost any less, so the con, like uh, all you know, the lettuce, tomatoes, and all that stuff must be must be free. So I would just buy a, a roll for nine cents, ten cents, nineteen cents, whatever it was. And uh, Andy, who used to work there, uh, would throw all the vegetables on it for me, and I would get a veggie hoagie for well, you, nineteen cents. But you have to sleep with Andy before you get there. No, but you know what? Andy would show up to some fraternity parties from okay. time to time, and we would give him some natty lights. Here's here's a good text: says, "Hey guys." <laughs> Things got so bad in college that I ate a frozen orange juice concentrate sandwich. <laughs> wow. so like a Minute take, Maid. Yeah. I guess you take yeah. the Minute Maid, the little container out, and then you can slice it yeah. while it's still frozen. Now that's a new level. Put it on bread. <laughs> okay, that one I've never heard a frozen before. Frozen concentrate sandwich. Sandwich, though. I like that. Me too. Well, I guess they had the bread, and, yeah. you know. <laughs> bread will. Bread is the great oh. platform. Yeah. you can. Anything can now become a sandwich. Yep. If it's on bread. Yeah, pretty much so. Yeah. I would think so. Well, ramen is a perfect example of, you know, the dregs. 
Uh, ramen's great, though. Yeah, yeah. Still, it, even it, as a grown-up. It, I still yeah. enjoy that. Uh, Marissa, hang on a second here. In college, I burnt, because you can actually burn the uh, mac and cheese pasta, the Kraft macaroni and cheese. Oh, yeah. Because I tried to make it in the microwave and left it in there too long, so it all dried up. <laughs> yep. So I took the cheese powder, and I put it in with ramen noodles, and it is a whole nother level. Of, of yummy? Cheese. Yeah. You're like Chi-Chi. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <Say> Chi-Chi. <laughs> it is. When we were doing that whole thing, it brought me back <clears throat> to like college, but because it's creamier noodle. Okay. So it's like a creamier mac and cheese. Mm. Ooh, really nice. Not a bad idea. This is, this is so good. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, keep in mind, uh, keep some taco sauce nearby. It's Absolutely. It'll save, save your life. Save this guy's life. It's what dogs love. And if you're on the keto diet, just uh, be prepared. You might end up with a, with a stinky crotch. Uh, according to it's called keto crotch, and it doesn't happen to everybody. It's not a guarantee, but it may happen to you and your breath as well. I, I would feel rooked if I was on the keto diet and didn't get keto crotch. Yeah, wouldn't you though? Yeah, because it just it's cool <laughs> it's to kind say of a that gimmick. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, listen. Uh, we got some sun popping through the uh, the clouds right now. We're going to take a quick break in just a moment or two. Weather wise, we're going to hang in there. Okay, partly cloudy today. High of near forty degrees. Going to be cooling off the next couple of days. Uh, so keep that in mind. We'll come back. We'll get into the B file. I think we have some announcements to make. Yes. Yeah, so we'll return shortly. Make sure you stay with us. New, old, and everything in between. MMR rocks. We have two concert announcements. So we're going to do one now. Then we're going to do the B file. Then we're going to do another one. How about that? I can't stand the stress. All right, here we go. This concert announcement is for a show that is coming to town at the BB&T Pavilion. August 16th, and tickets will go on sale this Friday at Ticketmaster.com. Now, there is a pre-sale, mm-hmm. and I'll get you those details in just a moment, but uh, this is a this is a good pairing. I like this. MMR presents Alice Cooper and Hailstorm. Wow. Yeah, right? That's a perfect pairing. Isn't it, though? And you know Lizzie Hale has a deep respect for the rockers that have come before her. Oh, yeah. And uh, she, you know, they... Hailstorm records covers and do all kinds of cool things. So they they love the fact when they get on board with some people who have some heritage. And certainly Alice Cooper does at that. Uh, so once again, it's going to be August 16th, BB&T Pavilion. Tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. The presale is Thursday from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. There's a password you have to use, and the password is radio. How about we get you a pair of tickets before you can buy them right now? Yeah. Caller number 9 at 215-263-WMMR. We will give you those tickets. So call right now, Alice Cooper Hailstorm with Motionless in White, August 16th, BB&T Pavilion. Let's do the B-File. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. And the B-File this morning is brought to you by Metropolitan Veterinary Associates. Metropolitan Veterinary Associates in Norristown has been a leading leading specialty in emergency hospital for over 30 years with 13 specialties and over 30 doctors. They are dedicated to providing the highest quality veterinary care. Learn more at metro-vet.com. Two people are facing misdemeanor charges after a dispute. Over crab legs at a dinner buffet in Huntsville, Alabama, got out of hand. The old crab leg dispute. Wait till you hear what level it got to. Police officer Gerald Johnson uh, happened to be at the Meteor Buffet restaurant when the fight broke out between the customers. He said everyone was saying, they cut me in line. She cut me in line. He cut me in line. I was here first. Well, diners were reportedly restless. 
after having to wait several minutes for another round of crab legs. Where are the crab legs? When they finally came out, some of the patrons began using the service tongs like they were fencing swords. Oh. While plates were shattered and one woman allegedly beat a man. So they're using the tongs. Like foils. To hit each other with. They had been waiting there for the crab legs for a good 10 to 20 minutes, he said. When they finally came out, it was very heated, especially if someone was taking more than their fair share. One woman, uh, identified as Chiquita Jenkins... Chiquita Jenkins. ...was charged with assaulting another patron, John Chapman, who suffered a cut on his head. Chapman is also facing disorderly conduct charges but could end up paying hundreds of dollars in fines if convicted. Got really bloody when the melon ballers came out, Preston. Mm. Firefighters put out a trash fire in a parking lot Wednesday afternoon after the contents of a garbage truck caught on fire. Among the debris from the garbage truck, a full-size dead cow. (laughs) Somebody threw away a full-size dead cow? For real. Yeah. The driver noticed smoke and flames emerging from the back of the truck and pulled over. Flames were still visible when firefighters arrived. The truck dumped the flaming contents onto the parking lot so firefighters could extinguish the blame, said Fire Chief Mark Simpson. Uh, That's the standard procedure for putting out a trash truck fire. As for the full-size dead cow that was in there, Simpson said he didn't know where the truck driver picked it up or how long it had been in the back of the truck. Wow. Penn Live, this is out of Pennsylvania, by the way. Of course. uh, Called advanced disposal to see if the truck driver was aware that he had a dead cow in the back of the truck, whether picking up dead cows was an expected part of the route, and where the dead cow was eventually disposed. What day is usually dead cow day? Mark Nybor, a spokesman, said the truck was a front loader, so the driver would not have known about the presence of the cow. Uh, Nybor said that there are routes in this area that include farm property and that the landfill owned by the by Advanced is allowed to accept dead, li- dead livestock. So, so it wasn't illegal to do that. You can do it. Apparently. Throw your dead cows in the dumpster. Yep. Man has been accused of staging his own elaborate kidnapping to avoid paying out a lost Super Bowl bet. Oh, no. Actually, several bets. Robert Brandel, who is 60 years old, was found tied up in his truck near Buffalo on Wednesday. Now, he told officers he had been abducted by two men two days earlier, but police were suspicious that he appeared to be clean-shaven and calm. (laughs) Officials now believe that he was trying to get out of paying $50,000 that he owes following an online group bet. He faces charges of fraud and filing a false police report. So was his hope that that he could say that he was robbed of the money? Yeah. According to Mr. Brandle's version of the events, he went to pick up two men in his truck on Monday because they were involved in a Super Bowl uh, block pool with him. Mr. Brandle said that the men threatened him with a gun, stole $16,000 in cash, and forced him to drive them around the western part of New York State for two days before tying him up and leaving him in a uh, parking lot. What a horrible story. Police soon became dubious about his account. They said that uh, further investigation and interviews revealed that this elaborate story was fabricated. Uh, they add that uh, Mr. Brandle had made up some of the names in his Super Bowl uh, pool in an attempt to take home some of the winnings himself, but instead fallen fair, fall, uh, had fallen, excuse me, had fallen short. Police said they became suspicious because Mr. Brandle was clean shaven around his beard and calm when they found him, despite it appearing to be uh, the third day of his abduction. And he also appeared as a contestant on The Voice. Uh, so uh, anyhow, they managed to uh, see through his ruse. Rhode Island police have arrested a man they say was driving under the influence when he struck more than 40 other vehicles. 40. 
vehicles. Police say 45-year-old Christopher Paolisi was zigzagging his pickup truck when he struck 41 vehicles on Tuesday afternoon. Police say Paolisi was intoxicated and he was driving about 15 miles an hour when officers stopped him. I would have stopped at about the 20-vehicle point. Uh, He was hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries. Officers are compiling a lengthy report due to the number of vehicles hit. Uh, he is facing multiple charges, including driving under the influence, reckless driving, and failure to stop after an accident. I wonder what the dollar damage is. Yeah, one more and then we're done. Snow is piled up so high in South Lake Tahoe that even sitting in a parked car can be dangerous. During a recent storm, a snowplow operator inadvertently hit a completely buried car that was illegally parked on a city easement. The impact popped open the trunk of the vehicle. As workers dug around the car to prepare it for towing, they were startled to see a hand pressed against one of the windows. It belonged to a 48-year-old woman who had been inside for about five hours. She was buried in the car. Oh, my God. She was unharmed but might have died had she not been freed from the car. She may have suffocated, they said. The hell happened? With that much snow piled on top of the car, if the snowplower hadn't hit the back, she could they, they wouldn't have found her and she could have suffocated. Uh, the woman had no cell phone to use to call for help. Uh, she walked off after refusing medical care. She could have ended up next to a dead cow. Yeah, there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, uh, one more announcement. Yes, very exciting. Another concert announcement. So, this one's pretty cool. Been waiting for this. Uh, MMR is happy about the show coming to BB&T Pavilion Thursday, August 8th. And it's a co-headlining tour. Mm. MMR rocks the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Who will be a part of this show. And along with Smashing Pumpkins performing that night will also be of Oasis, Noel Gallagher. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's exactly. wild. So BB&T Pavilion Thursday, August 8th. The High Flying Birds Summer Tour 2019 with special guest AFI as well. So it's uh yeah it's a playbook right out of the 90s and the 2000s. Uh tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via ticketmaster.com. So That's a wild bill. Noel Gallagher smashing pumpkins and AFI. That's Thursday, August 8th at BB&T Pavilion and once again tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Via Ticketmaster.com. Should be pretty cool, man. All right, there you go. That's what we got. Your announcements, your info, your B-file, all that stuff. We're going to take a break. When we return, Drew McIntyre, WWE Raw is tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. We'll see how he's feeling for the event tonight. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. The Struts. Shine down. Fever 333. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Tonight, the Wells Fargo Center once again is going to be lit up and ready to go. A lot of noise, a lot of activity as WWE Monday Night Raw is once again here. This town loves it. Uh, Most definitely. And our next guest. Will be amid all of the action. He's got a uh, a list of accolades a mile long. Please welcome from the WWE, Mr. Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. How you doing, Drew? 
Fantastic. Excellent, man. Well, welcome. Have you have you wrestled in uh, Philly? Have you done Monday Night oh, Raw before? I've wrestled in Philly many, many times. The fans here are wild and crazy. They remind me of the fans back in Scotland. Yeah. yeah. Mental. The fans here are mental, and I'm excited for tonight. Mental. I love it. <laughs> exactly. You nailed it. Yeah. Exactly right. That's cool. There's got to be some. I mean, obviously, this is a huge organization, and 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 we've said countless times until you actually go see it. Even if you're if you're on the fence, it has a huge fan base. It's very active. But if you got to go and see it in person to understand what is so amazing about it, for your for your entertainment dollar, it, it you know it, it you guys are working constantly to get the audience going, and it's just a great time. So yeah, I appreciate that, and that's like really is the case. You know, those who know know, but if you don't, if you're on the fa- on the fence, tickets start at twenty dollars. You know, we're PG. We've got something for everybody. I always say, give it a chance. Are you surprised at, at 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 the wide variety of people who are WWE fans? I mean, of all all walks of life. Uh, not at all. Like yeah. I say, there's something for everybody. There's so many different characters. You know, just such a smorgasbord of entertainment yeah. from top to bottom. There really is something for everybody. You just got to give it that chance. I have friends in Scotland that aren't necessarily, you know, big wrestling and sports entertainment fans right. just watched it because I was on the show and then they got caught up in all the other <laughs> characters and the storylines now they're big fans because of it. Yeah, yeah. So there's all different kinds of characters in uh, in the WWE, all different kinds of physical makeups and so forth. Is it tough being the good-looking guy in uh, in <laughs> the world of professional wrestling? Make me blush. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you've got movie movie quality. Yeah, you I, are, are you, have you been approached? Because obviously WWE serves as a good... You know, testing grounds for people who want to go on to movie uh, movie careers. Have you have you had? Uh, uh, I mean, there's any been a forays? few things I've been involved with. Yeah. You know, this has always been my passion. I, I've been wrestling since I was 15 years old, but you know, eventually I am going to have to slow down a bit. Perhaps you know, think about other options. And yeah, it's always an option with you guys because you always uh, and we've said it many times before. You just to be where you are, you have a natural skill set that kind of lends itself to being in the in the movies. I mean, look at Dwayne Johnson as the... Well, that's what I was going to ask. He's the highest paid actor in oh, the, yeah. uh, in the world. It. The nicest guy in the world as yeah, well. He's yeah. absolutely killing it. Yeah, I mean, how, how do you guys perceive, to look at, at Dwayne Johnson? Is he just like, he's got to be the crown jewel. I mean... Yeah, I just admire him. Like, yeah. everything about him, his work ethic is absolutely incredible. You know, he made such a big name, you know, in WWE and went on to show that we're just more than just those meatheads in the ring. And yeah. goes back. He has the, the, he, so he produced the movie Fighting With My, my Family. Yeah. And, and that's, so that's the... the, the, uh, the yeah, there's the literally nothing that man can do. Right. So. But, you know, it's funny because we had Stephen Merchant in here talking about, um, uh, you know, the early days of wrestling when he got, he wrote that movie... And he said, like in England, I think it was the same here. Years and years and years ago, the uh, the wrestlers were not; they were just huge. They weren't like you guys are are, are jacked and are in, in shape. But do, do, do you were you aware of wrestling when you were growing up? You're more into f- you were a footballer, weren't you? When yeah, you were I younger? played uh, like football, like yeah. soccer, soccer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's football. It's a ball you kick right. with your feet. <laughs> it's the same um, thing. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I was aware of it. Like the UK wrestling actually finished on television in 1988. I was three at the time, so I was always into the WWF, the WWE, and that's all I wanted to do. But also, I was playing soccer at the time, and nobody believed I could actually do it because nobody from Scotland had ever been signed to WWE, like really? ever. And so- I started when I was 15 and worked very hard at it. Kept at university to keep my parents happy, and at 21, it paid off, and I was the first ever Scotsman signed. That's uh, WWE. Wild. It just seemed just unattainable to everybody else, but okay. to me, it was always the goal. That's where, so cool. where did you go to university? Uh, in Glasgow Scotland? Caledonian University in Scotland, yeah. Okay, so how do you go from from 
being a Scott and then working your way into, you know, these big American wrestling uh, uh, organizations like this. Did you have to move over here first, or did you make your way in Scotland? No, I, uh, like I said, I started when I was 15. I uh, did whatever I could, like show-wise on my school holidays, the summer holidays. I would leave home for two months on the road. I would train and train. I'd work out all the time, so I would look the part. And inevitably, I got a tryout when I was 21 in the London Arena. And that's how it happened at a WWE Raw uh, no earlier kidding. in the day. It's, I it's weird in the ring, and I got signed. They told me, we're thinking about bringing you to America. And I told you know, John Larnett like, is the head of talent relations at the time. I'm thinking of letting you. Yeah, It does happen, though. We, we, we think of, uh, we don't think of that, you know, that, that sort of global, um, you know, uh, attempt to, to pull in people from around the world to be part of the, the, the whole culture. But it is. They're, they, they, you know, they're, they're active all around the world and have offices. I mean, WWE is a, a huge company. Yeah, so. Especially now. The global footprint is just incredible. It's no huge, yeah. any country we're not involved with. But now we've opened um, a training center, a performance center in the U.K. We're talking about opening multiple other performance centers across the world. We have people That's representing wild. every country you can possibly imagine now. It's just an unbelievable time and unbelievable opportunities for everybody. I wanted to ask you because I was reading a little bit about you. I don't know if this is true, but were you like, as, as a kid, were you like totally into ghost stories and oh, yeah. and uh, conspiracy <laughs> theories? Like oh, you're I was really, insane when you I was were a insane, kid. yeah. Yeah, and like, you got uh, you like were there was a magazine at X Factor. X Factor, yeah. I used to have a subscription when I was about ten. Explain what this was about. Okay, basically, it was about you know the conspiracy theories, yeah. uh, ghost stories. Unique bugs, unique diseases across the world, just many different weird things. I was that kid. Things. I loved ghost stories yeah. and all, all I took it way crazy. further. Like, I had a sample re- letter that you could write to the FBI, you know, and get information under the Freedom of Information Act. <laughs> you were so using when I was what? 11, I used that sample letter, sent it to America. Wow. Was, my dad was waiting for me when I got home from school, 11 years old, with a dossier. But this thick, holding my hands about four inches apart, asking me, Drew, why are the FBI in America sending you a bunch of documents? Because I, like, I asked for them. Dad, the Drew, and he kept saying in America, I was like, why are the FBI in America sending you a bunch of documents? I was like, because I asked for them under the Freedom of Information Act. So you're 11, be normal. <laughs> you're an 11-year-old kid using the, the, a FOIA request to get information from the FBI, and they sent it to you. They did. And, uh, yeah, I was so into it, and eventually I learned, you know, there's a, a lot of interesting things out there. If you find it out, they're probably going to off you, so I'm going to take this wrestling thing a bit more serious. <laughs> as far as ghosts, because, I mean, Scotland... Scott, I love my my wife and I. So our our fun, our favorite vacations was going to, to Scotland. Just loved it. Uh, but you're you're it's rich and steeped in in ghost legend. And I mean, were you have you yourself ever had an encounter? Uh, I've had a lot of weird things happen. I've never seen anything. Yeah, um, you know, an apparition as such. But I felt a lot of weird things. I've seen things knocked off shelves, and yeah, you know, probably the scariest place. You know, Edinburgh's a great place to visit if it's anybody awesome. goes to Scotland and the ghost tours, etc. But the scariest place I've ever been was the Myrtles Plantation in St. Francisville, Louisiana. So, really, if, if anyone finds themselves down there, that place is terrifying. What makes it? What makes it so? Um, just, I mean, the history is absolutely insane. You have to research it. Yeah. But when you walk through the courtyard, you, it just feels like there's a thousand eyes on you. That's what I always say. If there's wow. something there, there's a presence there, there's an energy there. It feels like there's eyes on wow. you. It felt like there was legitimately a thousand eyes on me as I walked through that courtyard. If you have some time, I know you're busy because obviously you guys do a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff like you're doing right now. Eastern State Penitentiary right here in Philadelphia is considered one of the most active, haunted places in the world. For people who are into this... I am into uh, it. Yeah, so, uh, and uh, it might be worth you walking around because that you talk about a place that just exudes that sort of... There's something here, you know? Like, yeah, it, yeah. it's even in broad daylight. Yeah, yeah. Eastern State Penitentiary. It's right in the city. It's very cool. Yeah. 
Uh, and in fact, you know what? When you when you guys pull into a, a, a town, you know, as I was going to say, if you have time, you can go do that today. Uh, but when you're in and and the event is tonight, what's your day like? I mean, you're doing press like this today, but then uh, at what time do you start getting ready for the match tonight? You know, is it uh, right I'm ready. I'm born ready. Yeah. I'm born ready. Yeah, for today, I, I, I arrived last night around midnight from Fairfax. We had a show. Uh, so I drove through the rain, got to the hotel, went to sleep for a few hours, got up about five, had my breakfast, got myself together. We just did a TV spot, talking yeah. to yourselves, a couple more radio spots. Then I'll hit yeah. the gym, do some heavy deadlifts. There you go. And I'll head to the building around two, three, find out what I'm actually doing. Then we'll, I guess we'll start warming up. So, <laughs> so sometimes you may not know exactly what's going to happen. No tonight. idea. No, uh, no kidding. Enjoy this job. You know, uh, to be you know a top player in this game, you really have to be ready for anything yeah. at any time, and just be able to improvise, go with the flow, and be ready to go at any time. The night, the night of the of the events, Steve. I, I always think of uh, of the movie Running Man. You know, where they're yeah, oh, yeah. Like, like they're back in a dressing room somewhere, and you hear Fireball, suit up now. Yeah, you know, and, and they're they're calling people and getting ready to go out. Sure, the like, yeah. All right, shows on. I guess <laughs> that happens a lot. Much no like kidding. That. Yeah, live television, a lot of changes. A lot more of the people would be very surprised how much changes on live raw. Yeah. Okay, no, so actors would have a seizure if they were handed their script <laughs> three weeks in advance for raw. Then they got there, went, there's a new script. And as yeah. we're going live, here's a new script. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. as so it's going. You have guys that, okay, you, uh, Drew, you're performing tonight. Uh, or, hey, you're on call. Is there a such thing as on call where you're there and... You may or may not go out. Yeah, you're always on call. Everyone on the roster is on call. You should be ready to go at any time, and everyone should be working, like waiting for that opportunity, so working hard for that opportunity. And if you're not featured on the show right now, you should be doing everything you can to get yourself in a position. So if you get that opportunity, you're going to kill it, and you will be featured in future. Wow, man! Because there's always somebody who's looking to get this spot as well. I assume there's there's a probably, a, and we've heard it from the other. Uh, wrestlers we've had come in there's sort of like a, a competitive but fraternal atmosphere like it's everyone's you're supportive but everyone wants that shot absolutely yeah yeah, yeah i was with the company from age 21 to 29 i was released because i really wasn't given everything i possibly could and while i was away from the company i had two choices you know get myself together make a name for myself or i'm done with this dream right and i worked my butt off i became the biggest name outside wwe and i returned with a whole new mentality of i'm not going to let this opportunity slip away and i'm back to be number one not just another guy <laughs> right yeah yeah if you're just tuning in it's uh, drew mcintyre is going to be wwe uh monday night raw tonight at the uh, wells fargo center uh reading up a little bit and i've seen a lot of people doing this are you um are, are you a practitioner of the uh diamond dallas page yoga uh, yes, I am. DDPY. Yeah, yeah. He likes to call it. What's What's so great about that? Uh, we, we've seen a lot of people, it's turned their lives around. Oh, yeah. There's so many examples. If you get on YouTube and look up Arthur, for example, just watch that video and try not to cry. Yeah. The difference he's made in people's lives and given them their lives back. No kidding. It's truly incredible. And for myself, um, you know, I've been wrestling 18 years, even though I'm 33 right now. I had a lot of injuries that were nagging and bothering me. And the way he does the yoga, it's not your traditional you know, namaste and relaxing music, which gives me anxiety. It's basically do this, it'll make you better, incorporates yoga movements, rehab movements, and it really is, you know, for everybody. There's different levels for everyone. I what, saw a bit of that documentary. It's pretty wild what he's uh, what he's been able to do. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. And he's changed the lives of many people, including like Jay the Snake Roberts, who everyone just wrote off. He was on, like, the death watch list for yeah. everybody. We had him in here. We had him in here talking about it. Him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. His story is amazing. I met him when I was 16. He trained me a little in Scotland. Like, he lived in the UK for a few years. Yeah. 
and he was in a bad way back then. And I saw him again maybe last year. Miraculous. And I told him, like, well, you know, it's incredible to see the difference. Yeah. And he told me at the time, like, you're going to make it in front of everybody. He was like, this kid's going to make it. And okay. I, I just blowing smoke. <laughs> and he told me, I remember that. And I was like, oh, well, I wonder if he does, like, for real. But he literally said that when I was a kid. And oh, that's to see awesome. him again, to see the difference was just amazing and a testament, you know, to DDP. What an amazing vote of confidence, too, to get that from somebody like that. Oh, yeah, that was just unbelievable. As a 16 year old kid, I'd the snake point in a room of like 30 people and say, This kid's going to make it. Wow. And I was like a very like gangly, skinny kid at the time. <laughs> you mentioned the injuries. What was the worst you had, and, and how long did it take to recover from that? Uh, I've had a few. I mean, I've ones that sound worse than they actually are. Like, I broke my neck one time. Sounds pretty bad. That sounds bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I was like, it was like two fractures, uh, non-displaced. That means basically I just had to rest it and the bones healed. So that sounds worse than it actually was. I tore my bicep last November. That's hard. Yeah, I was NXT champion, which is like WWE's. Uh, I don't like to call them developmental because they're a brand in themselves. But it's like NXT's where you kind of, you know, hone your craft and then you move over to Raw or SmackDown. And I was a champion at the time. And in a title match, I tore my bicep straight off. So let me ask oh. you. So my brother had that happen. He's a police officer and he was, he was he was grabbing a guy and he said it was basically like pulling on a shade. It, it just rolled right up. Like like it, he, oh. he he felt it just go right up. Yeah, into mine his arm. didn't go so far up my arm, but yeah. I did feel it felt weird. It wasn't sore as I was in the yeah. match. The adrenaline was going. I just went, oh, that felt weird. And I said to the referee. Hey, ref, ref. He's like, what? Says, Does this look normal? And he went, yeah, no. no. <laughs> I was like, lying there like, damn it. How many months is that? And I'm doing the math in my head. Like, yeah. how, I mean, how quick can I get back? So you know? what happens? Did, did they just stop the match? It, it was at the finish. Okay. I say the only reason I lost the title was because he dropped me on my head and tore my bicep off or I never would have lost. <laughs> <laughs> See, you guys, you guys are so physical. It's, it's everything. It's performance and you're, 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 you're top-level athletes. I, I assume... I mean, when the doctor says you need to take some time, does that become excruciating to you? Or are you mentally able to say, okay, I need to take this time to prolong, to keep my career going? Or are you just, do you, yeah, do you tend to push I was frustrated initially. Yeah. Um, I remember just being so angry at first. Yeah. But then once I had the chance, I had the surgery and chance to sit down and calm down. And my, my wife reminded me to think about how hard you've been going the past few years, especially yeah. the years outside of WWE when I was working to make my name. I was just nonstop. I had all these nagging injuries. She said, here's the opportunity to you know, get your head right, get your body right, do the DDPY, yeah. focus on becoming like a whole new animal when you come back. And I returned in the best shape of my life, feeling better physically than I had in years. It's good advice. I was ready to, to go when I returned on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Nice. So where's your career now? What, uh, what's, uh, what, what is the next goal you want to uh, obtain? I mean, my goal is to be the man yeah. around yeah. this place. I want to be... You know, WWE Universal Champion, or Vincent yeah. Mann said on television when I was 24, this guy is a future world champion, so I can't let him down. You know, I went to main event WrestleMania, and uh, yeah, I just want to do as much as I possibly can to make a difference in this industry. Let what me you, ask you, I'm sorry, President Garner. I, I was just going to ask, what what are the plans tonight? You, who are you taking on? Do you know what you're doing yet? I don't currently know okay. what I'm doing tonight, but I can tell you, you know, we had some big news last week. Uh, Roman Reigns returned and yes. informed everybody that he's in remission from his leukemia, which is incredible news. You know, he's somebody I respect, you know, more than anybody in the company for his work ethic, and he really is. The crowd uh, went good. nuts. Oh, they went, they went nuts. He's as good as he says he is. I'm excited to see him back. I was on the receiving end of one of his Superman punches and spears, <laughs> but I'm glad to have him back because yeah. when I came back, I pointed out and went, he's the man, he's the one I'm gunning for. So now that Roman's back, you know, I'm ready to get in the ring with him and give the fans a show because he is as good as everyone says he is, and I want to show the world how good I am. That's awesome. Nice. 
Uh, well, listen, tickets are available, and uh, the show is tonight, 7.30, at the Wells Fargo Center. And like Drew was saying, you know, 20 bucks. Uh, and and we listen, we say this every time one of, of your, your brothers-in-arms comes in here, how much fun this stuff is, even if you're not that crazy into wrestling. I personally don't know a lot about all the characters and people that are on board. Doesn't matter. Every time I've gone, it's a show. <laughs> They keep it moving. The production team is amazing with the WWE, especially Monday Night Raw, since it's live on the air. But, I mean, there's not a second where there isn't something going on. Even in between matches, they keep you occupied. Yeah, grab the snootiest naysayer you know and yeah. bring them down to the event, uh, and they will turn around. Takes, just yeah. give it one chance. Yeah. Like, familiar names there for them. You know, Ronda Rousey's there. It's all, last oh, week, awesome. the surprise is left and right. We're on the road to WrestleMania. Dave Batista showed up last week. Oh, uh, Drax cool. from Guardian of yes. the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just showed up, like, big surprise, attacked Ric Flair on his 70th birthday. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> so you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You have to be there live to experience it. How's Ronda doing anyway? She's doing killing well? it. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, yeah. when she first came in, everybody, like, initially was like, all right, she's here for a payday. You know, her UFC career's, uh, you know, finished now. Like, what's her deal? And then just being around her, her work ethic's incredible. She took to it like a duck to water. Like, and I see her, like, how hard she works. Yeah. The matches she's putting on, she's years ahead of where she should be in every possible way. Wow. And, That's... like, she's just an incredible person and performer. It's cool to see that level of respect kick in because I, I don't think she, you know, I, that'd be natural. You guys have been doing this forever. She comes in from a different angle. And, okay, you got to prove yourself. But it's clear everyone we've talked to says that she has. Yeah, and it takes years. And sometimes people will eventually, the light switch goes off and you get certain aspects of this job. It's not just what you do in the ring. There's so much more to it. Right. And she's picked up on the more important things. The moves aren't the important things. But <laughs> there's many nuances in the ring that she just naturally does. And she is just a superstar in every way. Cool. Good fit. Excellent. All right, Monday Night Raw tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. You can go uh, to get tickets at Wells Fargo Center philly.com. Drew, it's great to meet you. Oh, thank you for Thanks having Thanks for me. coming by. Continued success and see him tonight, gang. Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Thank you. And the WWE and the President Steve Show. We are going to take a break. We will come back in just a moment or two. Uh, we have yet another announcement to make uh, concerning some money that I think you might appreciate. So stay there. We'll be right back. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. We are headed back to Jack Frost on Friday, March 1st for our 13th annual Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic from WMMR and JFBB, where the snow comes first. If you love paying for shipping, you're going to hate Steven Singer. Always with fast and free shipping, visit Steven Singer Jewelers online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I've got uh, a couple overdue shout-outs if you guys don't oh, mind no real quick. I had, I've been slacking in that department. Uh, Shark slacker. But this one says, hey, I want to send a shout out to my wonderful uh, fiance, Kane, who over the last week uh, and who over the last week and change. Mm. Oh, okay, I got it. Now I understand. Has uh, has stood by my side and cared for me after surgery. Uh, He has been my personal caretaker, cook, one-man cheerleading squad, shoulder to cry on, et cetera, and I don't know what I would do without him or or how I could have handled uh, this surgery solo. 
Uh, I got my results, and the polyps they removed are benign. Yay! So that's good news. This is from uh, Jamie Levy, and she wants to give that chart out to Kane. So there you go, Kane. Kane is a cool name. Thanks for it. It is a cool I name. I think that, of Kwai Chang Kane yeah. from Kung Fu. I think of uh, Dean Kane. Dean some Kane. I know it's a last name, but... Uh, yeah, I think of Kane and Abel. Kane and Abel. <laughs> I think of Sugar Kane. Mm-hmm. All right, here's another one. It says, uh, hey, I'm a long-time listener, like back in your Y100 days. Love you guys, but uh, bigger fan of you guys is my dad, Frank. He listens to you guys every day. I'm writing because around this time last year, he found out he had cancer. It was hard on all of us, but I know that the uh, I know the most on on him uh, between chemo and now radiation and trying to get uh, trying to act okay. And listen, I have to apologize. <laughs> I I left my my glasses at home, and I have I only have my old glasses. And they're not quite the proper prescription, so he can't see without his glasses. I'm messing up a lot. Put his glasses but you know, put on his glasses. It speaks a lot to your actual legitimate set of glasses. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, so any, these are my novelty glasses. These see that they leave dark circles around your eyes when you take them off. Uh, but it says uh, between chemo and uh, now radiation and trying to act okay. I mean, the fun pop pop to my two boys. He's hung in there. Uh, and did the best that he could while I am fe- sh- well, I'm sure feeling crappy. Thank goodness with surgery and all these treatments, he is cancer free. Oh, uh, today is his last radiation treatment. This is on February 20th. I'm way behind. Oh, then this. listen, it's, it's all good news. And I uh, know he's listening in the morning. If you could give him a shout out, that would make his day for sure. And can you give an even bigger shout out to my mom, Anna Marie? She drove him the surgery treatment and still helped me watch my two kids while I worked. And I hope they know that uh, we love them, and uh, I will put this. Uh, will put a big smile on their faces. So right, here you go. This one's for dad. Yep. This one's for mom. There you go. Uh, they're celebrating this year by taking a, a vacate down to Philly Spring Training. So I hope to see you guys while you're down there. Oh, That's nice. cool, right? That is very cool. Yeah, less than two weeks. Yeah. We're going to spring training. We fly next Thursday. Wow. Yay. I know. Okay. And then and then the season opener for the Phils uh with Bryce Harper in the lineup is at the end of March. It's not they don't even have to wait till April this year. So in I think 24 days or something like that is the season opener. Wow. Man. Good stuff. Well, listen, knock on wood that this snow that we've gotten here we are in in March and with the looming baseball season maybe and I'm not going to jinx. I don't believe in jinxing. I, I maybe we will avoid a big ugly nor'easter this year. You know, it might happen. Yeah. It'll be known as the blizzard season of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> no one know why it came. It all happened all of a sudden. It's going to no. be uh, a high of 75 and sunny in Clearwater today. It's going to be cold here this week, but uh, yep. next week we have something to look forward to. I, te- right. I tend to think along your lines there, Preston. I I, I think we just might yeah. get get out of this. At least, listen, driving back, and we'll, I know we're going to talk about the Cardboard Classic uh, in a bit, but driving back this year was blissful yep. compared to last year. Agreed. One last shout out. This is to our buddy Craig Legans and the comic book gurus. Uh, he supplied me with uh, some great uh, Black History Month questions for Stupid Questions yes. for the past month. So I wanted to mention the comic book gurus, give them a shout out, and uh, they have Frank Caliendo as a special guest coming up sometime in the very near future. Yeah, so yeah. Give him a shout, please. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yes, Cardboard Classic. 2019, we uh, we hyped it up. We we got you all the the sounds and and sights ready to go for that event, and then we sign off and go do the event. So this is our chance to recap it. It was awesome. Yeah, it was as far as the conditions go. I think it's the best we've ever had. Yeah, I agree. We we ha- yeah because we had more. Uh, 
there we we went in there thinking, okay, you know, we even created a category for um, epic fail. There were there wasn't our many. epic fail even wasn't that epic because everyone managed to not only go the distance and then exceed the distance, go past where they'd ever gone before. Mm-hmm. But you said right at the beginning, Preston, one of your first runs down the hill, you said. This the, the it's perfect snow. Yeah, it's yeah. per and stayed that way so much so that uh, Kathy had pointed out we were talking off air at the top of the sledding hill, like it was slippery. Yeah, if you weren't watching where you were walking, you would fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, Case. Yes. <laughs> well, I fell pretty hard uh, when I was up there the first time because when you're up there, you're just sort of like. Uh, Gleefully obligated to yeah. to help push some sleds. Yeah. So there was one sled that wasn't that was having a tough time going uh, getting started. So I gave it a push and I got to all, close to that point of no return. And I tried to stop real quick. My feet, both feet, went out from under me. Luckily, I was able to kind of lift my head at the last minute, so I didn't smash my head back on the ice. But I went back and landed on on just right on my back. And uh, and I felt it definitely the next day, but I was just happy at that moment that I didn't smash my head on the ice. There were a few moments last year, and, and Steve, you mentioned the Nor'easter, where you're, you know, bottom of the hill, <laughs> top of the hill, it didn't really matter where you were. But at the top of the hill, it can be 5 to 10 degrees colder, at least feel that way. This year, there were a few moments where I was up there, and I took my jacket off and unzipped. Yeah. Like, the sun came out. It was out, beautiful. And, but it didn't detract from the conditions at all. It just, everything I thought... Flowed really, really well. The sleds, the sleds got down the hill without any difficulty. It was and, just, and the it was course, perfect. Nick. The courses didn't get dinged up and screwed up. Right. right. Even yeah. you know every what would happen was you'd see um, various sleds that you thought were going to buy it that were just going to end up yeah. destroyed. Yeah. They'd catch a bit of the edge, and the track would correct them back into the center, and then they would just keep going. It was perfect. I couldn't believe how beautiful it was. Like it was, it was chilly out there, but it wasn't too cold and it was sunny and it just was so nice and then the the hills were perfect for yeah. the sleds to come down well to what nick was saying i actually had to take my jacket off it, uh, when i had come down the hill from from riding on the one sled and i sat there and my uh, my uh, head was all sweaty i took my hat and my jacket off and i was fine yeah that no, yeah. was awesome yeah so many good sleds just to recap uh, our winners uh from the from the entire festivities our best uh, Captain Morgan sled went to uh, Captain uh, Gilles Bernard. Our fastest sled was a guy named John Rose. He was with Holiday Nursery. Um, our favorite fail ended up being the wedding chapel <laughs> where the couple got married. First time ever. That was historic for the uh, uh, for the Cardboard Classic. And it looked great. But at the top of the hill when they were just starting to push it to go over the edge... The the full top of the church came off. It was a chapel. <laughs> fell on them. Fell on them. Fell on the parishioners. And then they made it about three quarters of the way down, and they were still under some momentum, and then everything collapsed. Yeah. And so out of the pile emerged a triumphant bride. Yep, yep. And that was funny. It was great. It was great. But it, but it was after like a... Like a five or seven minute ceremony that went on the day, exchanged their vows. They they did everything, kissed and the whole deal, and then they went over. It was great, <laughs> but they did crumble and fall apart. But the fewest amount of fails by far this year ever, I think, in any cardboard. Yeah, classic. yeah. Best design, which is the that's the you know the the big award of the day. Third place was the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. Uh, second place was the Slinky Dog Roller Coaster. Awesome. If I was what. a judge, I would have made that number one. No, but I'm not a judge. I, yeah, that, that's why we don't judge because, Preston, I, I agree. That that was a phenomenal piece of uh, construction because this sucker, as it was coming over the top of the hill, 
was bending. <laughs> the engineering involved to get it to bend and come down, and it it hauled ass. Yeah, it made it way past the the brake mats. Uh, hang on, Nick, keep that one up because that's okay. an honorable mention. Uh, and then uh, number one was the Wheel of Fortune. So uh, Captain Dave Thompson accepted uh, the prize. $2,000, by the way. I went down with those guys. Yeah, you did. That was fun. And he uh, freaked. And t- he fr- he could not believe. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I think they won because they had um, two separate pieces to their sled. Uh, and, you know, one went down one side of the hill, the other down the other side of the hill. And I think that added to it. And I thought, I mean, the Slinky Dog was it, it was amazing. But I thought this was just as good, the, the uh, Wheel of Fortune. Well, they had actually the Wheel of Fortune board from the TV series and then they had the wheel itself separate yeah. going down another track. Yeah. And the, oh, the puzzle was Preston and Steve Rock. Yeah. yeah. And on the other <laughs> side, I think it said epic fail. Oh, uh, really? The, I the didn't other see side. the other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah they, had a, they had words <laughs> on the other side too. So it was so much fun. So much great creativity. And then Nick, this one uh, was oh, amazing. It was from the never ending story. Oh, that was so good. That had the potential to be one of the best runs of the day as well. And the ears went up on Falcor. Yes. Yeah. Falcor's ears go up. You know what? In fact, he's the, the dra- if you've ever hey. seen the never-ending story, he's the, the the large flying dragon dog creature. Yeah, and in fact, we have uh Pat who is from that group who is on the line and and it was from the uh Cardboard Sled Union 933. Hey Pat, how you doing? Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. Man, you guys had a great run. Oh, thank you so much. It was a great year. I mean, the weather was perfect. All the teams out there were awesome. And having Marissa jump on with us, she picked that, too, going down. You know what's awesome, too? I don't know if you were aware of it as you were coming down, but the theme from the never-ending story was playing. Yeah, and it was, and yeah. as Nick pointed out, the ears on, on the thing went up just perfectly in time. I couldn't hear anything because of the wind, and then yeah. I didn't actually see anything because I was the one doing that stripper move on the pole on the back. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice. Well, listen, yeah, the the ears went straight up. They stuck out like an airplane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like wings on an airplane. <laughs> Brent Porsche, who was uh, who was playing the music, had this song yeah. playing as you guys were coming down the hill. And uh, Marissa, what did you want to say? It felt like we were flying. After we crested the hill, I felt like I was in the movie flying on Falcor. It was perfect. We all rode it like it's back and it was just 20 people and it was just yeah. it was magical. Who was who was playing a tray you? Uh, that was our buddy Eric. Okay. Uh, all right. It's our ninth year doing it. So every year we rotate who's going to be the head of the sled. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, we always try to get everybody up front. What were you guys last year? If uh, were Last year we did Jaws. We had the boat with the uh, giant shark on the back. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Um, I, so what did you guys use as the fur? Uh, so we used this, like, fake rabbit fur that we found online. They had, like, a sale, I guess, because it was around winter time. So we just bought 17 yards of it, and we just covered the whole thing. Oh, and that would have disqualified you from the best design because that's not paint, string, glue, or yeah. Uh, and believe uh, me, the, and the so judges on. were checking on stuff like that. So yeah, you know, yeah. if you're wondering, well, why it's didn't still a cool, get, yeah. yeah, why didn't this one get to in the top three? But listen, uh, yeah. if if you're not trying to win, it doesn't matter. That I mean, that was just an that's impressive awesome. run and uh, a great sled. You. Yeah, because I saw the email said that you can have decorations, so we just figured it was okay. All right, you know, we'll, we'll check. It was one who was disqualified for using what, like uh, screws and stuff, screws like and that, stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the the tiki had um, some like frills on it too, so I think that might be considered a decoration. That all part. right. Yeah, because yeah, all our build photos are online, so that way we, we want to make sure that nobody knows that we're cheating or anything like that. Like, <laughs> nobody knows. No, yeah, all that stuff. So, all right, well, it was it was phenomenal. What a run, Thank Pat! Very much, guys. It's a great event. So, and we'll and we'll see you next year. 
Dev, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Nice. He is on a list right now. He's still my dude. So, dude, it's going to be. Uh, you guys are great. I, Thanks, I don't know Pat. how you can beat this one though. It's Appreciate it. Hey, uh, you, you know what? Uh, and I hope uh, nobody else is going to bring this up. But uh, in the fastest uh, category, the guy who built the snowboard and snowboard, yes, awesome. he did a cardboard snowboard and made it yeah. all the way down to the bottom. That was awesome. That was cool. It was it, impressive. I've yeah. never seen in the years we've done this. What fourteen years now? Right. Never seen anyone do snowboard down on their own cardboard built snowboard. The the only time we've seen something similar to that, and it was probably my favorite moment ever yeah. at the cardboard it, classic, <laughs> was a guy had yes. had cardboard skis <laughs> mm-hmm. and he started to go down, and one of them came off. And I'm on the microphone, and I go, "Oh, he's skiing on one ski." <laughs> And Casey and I looked at each other, and it was from Better Off Better Dead. Dead. We both look at each other and go, he's skiing on one ski. <laughs> and it was, I, I just, we died laughing at oh that. Oh, my God. But this guy made a cardboard snowboard, and he went all the way down yep. to the finish line Without faltering, I've never seen anything quite like that. It was impressive. So moments that stood out for me, one in particular, the one sled that came down, and you look at the front of it, and there is a guy trapped in the front of the thing as it's coming down. Do you remember which one it was that was coming down? No, it was a good size one. It was a biggie, and he fell in front of the sled on the way down. And he's being pushed, and the snow is like just... All burrowing over. up into his face, yeah. uh-huh. covering him, and he's trying to get away from the momentum of this thing. <laughs> and you later, so at the bottom, we're like, oh, man. He got, and then he turns around to us. He says, it's not even my sled. Yeah. He yeah. got caught by accident. You, you talked about how slippery it was up there. He got caught in front of it as it started to move down the hill. Yep. Then had to... <laughs> Had to walk all the way back up to get in his sled. To get in his own sled. Uh It's a steep walk back, too, man. (laughs) Let me go to, I I got a chance to ride on a few. The guys who made uh, Wawa Pump number 12, (laughs) uh, which was the back end of my car at a Wawa uh, gas pump where the nozzle had been ripped out. I got to ride down with those guys. That thing went the distance. It went all the way down to the mats, so I was really happy about that one. It started to pop a little bit of a wheelie. Yeah. Beginning and then yeah. and then corrected <laughs> and then I got to ride on the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, which is great. And so on the phone line now we have Mike, who is the captain of that team. And Mike has been in, involved in the in the uh, cardboard classic for years. One year he was the Pope. Yes, remember they had the Pope Mobile. Yep, and he was great in that. But this year the uh, Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Hey Mike, how you doing? My wiener has a first <laughs> And we all sang that yeah, song at did. the end because these guys ended up coming in uh, second place. I'm sorry, third place for uh, for third best place. design. And uh, you were feeling no pain at all, Mike. Uh, Preston, you're not letting me drink more than a six-pack next year. <laughs> well, nah. uh, but... By the way, at the bottom of the hill, our our, our uh, sponsors, Captain Morgan, had set up a little stand, right? Yeah. They were giving out uh, samplers, and everyone everyone was feeling no pain. The construction on that Oscar Mayer Wienermobile was was so professional looking; it really was almost a, a complete, perfect replica. And the thickness of it, your wiener was very thick, yeah, uh, and, and shiny, uh, and shiny. It yeah. was really well done. Yes, it was. <laughs> Um, Preston, by the way, I was the better off dead uh, skiing on ski. Are you serious? Yeah. That was you? That's right. I had no idea. That was several years ago. Wow. How many years have you been coming out to it, Mike? 
Uh, the, that was our 12th. Oh, my God. You've improved since the yeah. one scheme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing and a good run. Yeah. There were a number of times where had there not been that stop, Matt, yeah. the, the, it they would have gone right into the, the crowd. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Mike, I want to ask you, if something like this, the Wienermobile that you guys worked so hard on and crafted so wonderfully, when it's done and you see that thing head into the shredder, uh, what's that like? A little disappointing or is it just a it's just the way it goes? Yeah, I, I sat there with my mouth dropped. Um, definitely cried a little bit. Yeah. You know what? Like Pierre keeps saying, and he, he jokes about it, and he says, you know, like a museum for these things, or so, at least a, a, for a little bit. But he got, and then he, he points out, he goes, and twelve people would go to that museum. But, but right. for the time being, it is these things are literally works of art. You, I mean, know? you don't have to. You don't have to put them into the shredder. You can take it home with you, I guess. Yeah. Where are you going to put could. it? Yeah. Where are you going to do Where, it? Why, how, he's been doing it for 12 years. Yeah. You start to accrue the, They're huge. Yeah. Yeah. It, this, this weighed 1,500 pounds between eight people getting out of the the uh, budget truck. It was all we could do. Wow. So, wow. 1,500 pounds. You guys cranked it up a notch this year, Mike. Congratulations. Thanks for being there, brother. And, and was that not the nicest seat you ever sat on? It was great. Yeah, it was. Well, it said privileged on it, and, uh, and they gave me the seat with the steering wheel. I got to drive it down. It was great. Nice job, Mike. You guys rock. Thanks, Woo. bud. Appreciate it. And I talked to uh, a group kind of on the other end of all of it. They were like a group of like six stoners, and uh, oh. clearly they had had a few before. Maybe even smoked well, something. Was, Who the hell knows? I was right next to you, and uh, the decision to not put them on the air was a good call. Y- you know what? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was talking to them. They've come out. I think it was like <clears throat> their sixth or seventh year, and their sled was just like cardboard with tape. Like oh, there was no. Yeah. no yeah. Thrills to it, and, yep. but they were so excited to go down. They were like, "Are you sure you don't want to come with us?" I'm like, "Pretty sure." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was it? I don't know if it was you or Marissa, but somebody up there goes, uh, "She's like, I'm, I'm not talking to these guys. They're too drunk." That was Kathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was those guys. Yeah, okay. and listen, they were awesome. They were so nice, but like they couldn't, they couldn't, yeah. com- you know, get my questions. And there were a lot of f bombs too. Me, yeah, they were cursing a lot. But they come out every year, and I said to him, "I go, how long did you spend on your sled?" And the one guy goes, two days." <laughs> Do you know what was very telling? And stop and think about this. In years past, how many times we've had to stop the cardboard classic to remove debris? Yeah, yeah. that. It didn't virtually happen never nope. happened. Yeah. It, it, there were only a couple occasions where we, we used two uh, lanes at the same time, yeah. and we just had to push them out of the way. But normally, there's a big-time cleanup, but it was the conditions were so great. Everything yeah. made it all the way down. Also, Last year, everything was coming apart. Oh, God, we didn't yeah. even make it down halfway down the hill. But, like, Jack Frost does such a great job of um, manning the mountain. With and, and treating the mountain. And treating yeah. it and all that sort of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Quick aside, I went skiing after uh, the Carbo Classic for the first time in a, in a few years. It was the best conditions I can remember at Jack Frost in a long time. And it was because of how good they keep the mountain. But it also, we'd gotten some snow that morning and, and earlier in the week. It was really nice uh, outside the whole weekend long. Yep. Are we just going to gloss over the fact that uh, somebody went down? Uh... I was about okay. to bring up that very thing. <laughs> Kathy Romano actually rode a sled down for the first time ever. Wow. It did. So it was so Classic. beautiful. I wanted to get up to the top. I went up to the top, was talking to a couple people. Um, and, of course, as I'm standing up there, everyone was inviting me into their sled, which was so nice. Yes. Um, and I was 
checking them out to see uh, which ones were well made and which ones I thought might fall apart. And you know what's funny is um, I thought it would be funny if I went down on the uh, the church sled, the, the couple that got married. Ooh, ooh. Well, because yeah. my mom was there. So right. I was going to make a joke and say, like, you know, my mom said I can go down the sled, but only because it's a, a church. Yeah. And I looked at it on the way up and I was like, I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Fortunately, I didn't because it did kind of fall. You picked apart. a good one. You can you can eyeball it up there and go, okay, this one's yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, there's no way I'm going on that one. Yeah, this one will probably be pretty good. So, uh, so yeah, so there was there was a couple I was looking at, and and the one guy said to me, he goes, "I'm an engineer." He goes, "I promise you, <laughs> this is not falling apart." I was like, "Done, I'll go in with you." So, and I kind of stood near the uh, like the door of it, <laughs> so, so you I was could like, jump out. Yes, if anything yeah. happened, I was like, I could just jump out. Yeah, it was a pirate <laughs> ship. It had a blow up sex doll in the front of it and uh and that one had a that that made a hell of a run and Kathy. you know what theirs um their sail was supposed to come down um and something malfunctioned in it, and it didn't so they were pretty bummed about that yeah. but at least it made it all the way down and wait by the way i wanted to say there was a guy on the side of the um of the hill he was in like our vip area yeah and he had a nice camera and he was taking a bunch of pictures and i saw him taking pictures as we came down so if for any reason oh and here it is. Okay, good. I guess we found it. Oh, yeah. So you want a picture of you? I want, yeah, I wanted to get a picture because I didn't I didn't see any pictures of me on the sled with the guys. So. Okay. All right. And this is one. This is, yeah. Yeah, it I looks like it. somebody has it. So cool. Thanks. Uh, let me go to some other calls. I have Mindy who was with the Slinky Dog sled. Uh, Hi, Mindy. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. How are you? We're great. How you doing? I'm doing great. Nice. Doing that, a, you guys. Great event. You guys were awesome. You were, you were. I think maybe the biggest crowd response. It was huge when you guys came down. Thank How- you. Yeah, it was. It was. I thought it looked amazing. It looked so cool seeing so, it in the videos coming across. Coming well, listen, I, w- I was walking next to you guys when you were pushing that thing up the hill, and yeah. it was in pieces on the way right. up. So mm-hmm. when you got up there, did you link it together? Yeah. So everyone, um, we went over a sign. Before we went up there, uh-huh. and then um, everyone was responsible for pushing their own car up. Um, and then once we got up there, there was ropes that went all the way around the bottom of the entire sled. That's brilliant. So that's how you were able, because it, it was able to bend as it came over the crest. So having it in pieces like that allowed it to do it. It, it really looked, if you were from a distance, you would have thought that was a roller coaster. Yeah, it, I, I can't believe how great it looked in the videos and stuff. And the fact that snow conditions were perfect this year. Yeah. I think this is probably our best run that we have ever had. I mean, we hit those mats and, like, we came to a screeching halt. <laughs> yes. You would have gone absolutely all the way through the crowd and over to the ski mountain and, and gone. I mean, you guys had such momentum and, yeah. and, and you just kept building up speed as you were going. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, we, we started, you know, this was our biggest sled. Um, yeah, it was 60 feet long. 60. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it was, we did the tram car a couple years ago and that one was, I think, um, 48 feet. So this was by far our biggest sled and probably the most work went into it. Just, you know, getting the slinkies right and cutting all the cardboard for that. And it was how a ma- lot of man out. How many people man. worked on it, uh, Mindy? How, how many would you say? Um, there's 30. There was 30 people on the sled that we were that we knew were going to be on the sled. But then um, Marissa came with us, and I think we picked up a couple stragglers at the top of the, yeah. the, top of the It mountain. was amazing. It happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It happens. But it was it was a, it was a great event. It's, I mean, it always is. This is our 12th year doing it. So, but um, I just I, like everyone. A lot of the people on my team dressed up and. Um, you know, they were in character. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys had all yeah. the all the the toys represented. Oh, Even awesome. the little aliens all the way in the back. And not everything. only that, they had like the like the 
almost like the mongoloid baby from the first yeah. movie, yeah. Oh my which God. was very disturbing looking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I was dressed as a little Bo Peep. Well, there was nothing little about my outfit since it's all over my jacket. <laughs> oh, you were a little Bo Peep. Okay, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Uh, Mindy, great. not that it means much, but you're, it was definitely my favorite sled of the of the afternoon. Uh, my question is this, though. Are you guys, do you guys already have plans for next year? Um, no, we don't. Well, actually, we've ta- we, we talked about it. They were talking about doing something um, easier next year, maybe a giant hot tub. But um, I don't... I don't think that our the two our main two guys that work that put the sled design together. I mean, we try and vote on it, and then they actually just decide what we're going to do on their own. So we'll say, look, let's do something real easy, and then it gets it gets that- amped up. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I tell you what, you you hit pay dirt with this, and 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 as as far as the crowd goes, the press was right. It, it may have been the the biggest crowd response to see yeah. that thing come over. Uh, this huge slinky dog and make such a good run. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really awesome. It was everything from start to finish was perfect. I mean, especially from last year, how, you know, <clears throat> terrible the conditions were and the blizzard and everything else that we had this year was just absolutely amazing. And then the fact that we had such a great run just made the whole day perfect. It was I, awesome. Nice. We, were, we were thrilled to come in. It was cool. Well, Excellent. thanks so much. We'll the, see you again next year, Minnie. Thank you. Uh, thank the news you coverage was pretty, uh, uh the, uh, that, the, what's the station up there? They, they sent over the, uh, there were two crew. stations that did, uh, that did report. On them, and they were out of that uh, that region. But uh, and and I didn't get to see Fox twenty nine because we were obviously yeah. Jen, yeah, Jen there. went down. They ran yeah. ran in on a promo last night too, right before the news. Yeah, she that, did a good run. She had a good run. Okay. Jen's run. Yeah. Apparently, it was pretty funny. She said she flew down the hill. She sent <laughs> sent us the video later in the day. So because she does it, obviously we're still on the air because they're doing it for for their cut ins for their for their yeah, show. Yeah. So so by the time we get out there, they're already done and wrapped up. But yeah, they they keep using the run of her coming down the hill as a, as a promo, and she was hauling ass. Uh, NBC ten side. NBC ten aired um, some of Nick Murphy's video. Oh, oh good. okay, very cool. nice, nice. Uh, real quick, I got to read this em- em- email. This was from uh, Cindy Lafferty. Uh, she came into the E two thousand lounge. Uh, when we were talking to people who were building sled, and she said, sorry to bother you, but I just want to say thanks again for another memorable carboard class. And my family had such a phenomenal, fun time on Friday uh, as we talked to you, Steve, and the crew before uh, the event, as well as riding our sleds with you and Parker down the tubing hill. Uh, somebody from your team asked me if I thought we could win that day, and I happily replied, yes, we will achieve our greatest win yet. The opportunity to ride with Preston, they said. (laughs) And I must say that I so enjoyed watching Parker's reactions, just as I enjoy seeing all of this through my own son's eyes. Parker's smile and enthusiasm was evident as we readied our sleds at the top of the hill, and his excitement grew as I watched the two of you come together after the run. That bonding joy between uh, parent and child is the exact reason I treasure the building and racing of our sleds each year. Friday was completely exhilarating for my sons, uh, Matt and Paul, and my family. You all gave us a day we'll never forget, and our happy memories grew exponentially this weekend. Uh, thank you once again for your kindness. Have a great week, and please give our thanks to your crew and Parker. Sincerely, Cindy Lafferty. So that was pretty cool. Excellent. Yeah, they had a great time. We got some TV coverage from up at the Poconos uh, from WNEP, which is the ABC station, Channel 16. Uh, so thanks to WNEP, and then also uh, Fox 43 and Brianna Gallagher, who came out to cover it. Wait, so she she was there? Uh, she tweeted about it, yeah. She's our old intern. Oh, that's Brianna the intern? Yeah. That's oh. awesome. How about hey. that? Nice. All right, let me go to... <laughs> hang on. Okay, so... One of the one of the guys that normally makes it out is uh, this gentleman on the line. This is Clutch. Hey, Clutch, how you doing? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's what happened. By the way, Clutch, what what have you guys done in the past at the Cardboard Classic? Just to remind uh, everyone. 
Let's see. We did the uh, we did the rocking chair, the dumpster. Oh, the, oh yeah. The tricycle. Yeah, all great stuff. Did you do the sled? Or not? Not the yeah. sled. I mean the yeah. slide. Yeah, the sliding board. Yep. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. There's okay, I can't remember them all. So we didn't see you this year, Clutch. What happened? Three o'clock in the morning, I woke up. Notice how bright it was outside. Looked out the window. My driveway is completely covered in snow. Now, my driveway is like, I don't know, 400 feet long, and it's about a 20-degree angle downhill. Okay. So I, pan- I panicked, got my got my you know van fired up, you know, parked it at the top of the hill, you know, tested the brakes. It was slippery, so I ran to the barn, got my four-wheeler with the snowplow on it, came around the corner of the house to start plowing the driveway, and the van and trailer were gone. What? They took off down the hill. By themselves with nobody in it. Oh, oh my god! The van, my- the van went. The van went into the pine trees along one side of the driveway. Jackknifed the trailer up into a flower bed on the other side of the driveway, and I literally had tears coming down my face oh. at like three thirty in the morning. So, Clutch, are you saying w- w- they just slid of their own momentum? It, Not it, it. It just it it took off. I put it. I put it in park. Oh, got out of the van, went to the barn. By the time I came back, about thirty seconds, forty seconds later. It was gone. I came around the corner of the house, and my heart just sunk. Oh, my, man. my van and trailer weren't even there anymore, and I could see the headlights in the trees and up around the corner, and the trailer was all jacked up on its side, and I was just like, you got to be kidding me. I'm Dude. so sorry, Clutch, that that happened to you, because honestly, I, I look forward to your sleds every single year, because what I like yeah, about what you do is, is, is you... um. You do these amazing designs that are that are simple designs, a la the rocking chair yeah. or, or the radio yeah, it, flyer. It, it, it's uh, things that everybody sees all the time, mm-hmm. and then they can appreciate when they walk up to it. Oh, it's a rocking chair! Yeah, they're like oh. they're just like giant props, but they're 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 yeah, really cool. Exactly. So, what 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 were you bringing up? Uh, I was actually I was bringing up a wheelbarrow. It was uh, 16 feet long, eight and a half feet high, seven feet wide, <laughs> and I I patented it after the uh, Jackson Wheelbarrow Company. So I put Jackson on the side of it, J A X O N, and then use their you know little thing to make it look like their logo and stuff like that. And it was blue, and it was, I had flames all over my my base and everything hey, else. And, was it was it yeah. damaged from the the little accident? Oh no, 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 not at all. No, okay. Well, there you go. Well, that's cool. <laughs> so my you got something was, for next my year. Trailer was smashed. Uh, oh. No, actually, we drug it out to my field. And piled my whole family in it and on it, and we took it down our own hill, out in our field. <laughs> Did you take so, video? Uh, yeah, we took videos of it. Send it to us. It smashed, it smashed into the uh, bushes at the end of the thing, and my daughter got hurt, got a black eye. And got oh, up, no. And no. Just a fun family wife, day, oh, yeah. My wife got hurt, but everybody was laughing. Everybody had fun. Okay. <laughs> Is it... Bailey. Are you going to use it for next year, or did you? Or are you going to no, trash it? No, no. Um, it's with all the snow we just have. I'm going to use it again when I get home tonight. <laughs> uh, he's okay. just going to keep using it. Yeah, can you please send us a video? Oh yeah, I'll send you a video. Yeah, we want to see it. I mean, yeah. all that effort went into yeah. it. Yeah, we we got to definitely yeah, have about, people see about, that. Five hundred hours. Yeah. Oh, five hundred dollars. Five hundred hours. Yeah. Oh, five hundred yeah. hours. Yeah, five hundred hours. Yeah. Jesus, dude. So, all right. Well, yeah, you are yeah. you, sir, are you're, you're a master craftsman at uh, at this particular. Uh, event and uh, we missed you this year, but we want to make sure that we see that. But uh, uh, get some ideas for next year. Yeah, and we'll do it and again. park it at the end of the driveway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> park it at the end of the driveway. Yeah. And then, then people who drive by want to buy it. Yeah, right. no thanks, Clutch. <laughs> hey, one thing we're gonna have yeah, to buddy. check on is uh, pancake status because he got hit in the head uh, <laughs> towards the end of the cardboard classic. Yeah. Again, I went out to dinner with him uh, and Pierre and Marissa and, and a whole bunch of other people, a bunch of the engineers, Rodney and. And those guys on Friday night, and he seemed a little dazed and confused. 
Um, you said he couldn't even finish his plate. Uh, he was, uh, well, he got the biggest um, <laughs> steak I've ever seen. <laughs> was it the old 96er? It <laughs> was something similar. It was I mean, not a porterhouse, but it was uh, something massive. But, I mean, just want to make sure that that guy's okay. Poor wow. bastard. All right. Uh, a couple more <laughs> quick calls. He didn't even want to go down he, on the sled. He didn't? He didn't. No. He was talking to uh, Some kid made him go on it. Uh, no. Me. I'm going to go to Bob. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Hey, Gadget guys. Hey, buddy. All right, so Bob gave us that gigantic turntable. Which was so cool. Yeah, Sarah rode on that, and you, you went actually on top of the turntable, right? Yeah, well, like you said, Preston, the conditions were perfect. We were actually holding the sled back from moving when you were talking to us, yeah. Sarah. Yeah. And uh, once we were ready to go, I gave it a spin, jumped up on it. We were flying down the hill nice and straight. I jumped up on my knees, and I was about to stand up when I saw the rubber bumpers to stop it. Uh, and we blew past the rubber bumpers, and then I started yelling, get out of the way, get out of the way. And we stopped literally one foot from the, the crowd. Yeah. It, it was awesome. So what was, was awesome. by the way, what was on the record? I think that's pretty amusing. The actual record, it was, it actually had something written on it. What was it? It was, if I had a hammer. <laughs> uh, lyrics. If I had a hammer. Yeah, exactly. I'd beat you with the hammer. Yeah. I'd beat you with this hammer. That's hilarious. We had a bunch of stuff. We even had a micro penis on board, but we couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> had a micro penis ready to go. And you had a nod to the two babies that were born last year. I'll tell you what, guys. That was the highlight of my day. When they came down, we met Joe and Sherry. We met the kids. We met their family. We took pictures with them. Um, it, it, it was it was awesome. You know, it puts last year behind us. Makes this year in the, the eight years I've been going up, going up. This is our sixth sled. And from from top to bottom, it was absolutely the best year. And for the first time, sled builders, you know, years like that just makes more people want to come. And it's yeah. just going to get bigger and better every year. Nice. It, it's it's awesome. I, I, again, I think we had a wonderful payback for last year. And it was uh, it was just the uh, the a- absolute antidote to and, what we fought last and year. And by the way, Bob, Kathy's uh, a dream catcher is here in the, at the office. So <laughs> oh, that's great. He, he made that for you. Thank you. That was you. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, it made it back from the Cardboard Classic to my desk. Oh, that is so awesome. Excellent. Thanks, Bob. We appreciate it, man. All right, gang, thanks. All right, see ya. And then one last call. This is the captain of the ship that Kathy rode down on. It's Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, how you guys doing today? Uh, Good, man. You You did the near impossible. You got her to ride a sled down. Nice job. Appreciate that. You guys are awesome. You guys literally rock. Thanks. Yeah. You, you had a great run. It was, was awesome. Nice and stable. Yeah, like I said, sled conditions were perfect this year, and uh, you know the team went out and uh, they built one hell of a we built one hell of a sturdy ship. Like yep. we made sure that it was structurally sound before we sent <laughs> that thing down there. I'll tell you what: the design of a ship or a boat or anything like that with pontoons or anything of that nature is always going to do if it's done with a little bit of effort, a little bit of attention to detail. It'll do very well. Now, we had a number of ships, and, and Captain Morgan well-represented a number of entries, uh, and they all did really – I mean, Preston, every one of them made a successful run. Yeah. 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 It was it was hard-pressed to find anybody that didn't get most of the way down that. Steve, so. what happened to your sail? Um, it pretty much just blew off. Like, it just, <laughs> yeah. It just, it just it just had an epic fail. It just didn't work. <laughs> okay. It, it, I would I would call it a, a minor fail because the, the rest of the run was very successful and you had Kathy aboard. So. Yeah, we made it all the way down. Yep. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a great day. Thanks for being there, Steve. Hopefully we'll see you next year, all right? 
That's correct. See you guys. Thank you. See you, buddy. Bye bye. You know, the ships are some of my favorite ones. It's a theme that's uh, that's been around since the very very first uh, cardboard classic. The very first cardboard classic we had, uh, there was only one big sled. And it was a ship, and it was the first time that we've seen anything that size. And we're like, man, I wonder if that's going to make it down or not. <laughs> and it just screamed. I think you were on it, Casey. It just screamed across the finish line. We're like, okay, mm-hmm. you can make these things big, and they'll go. You need, so awesome. You need to know. I mean, you need to take a look at some of the video and realize, that, like, like we were hearing one of the earlier sleds, 1,500 pounds mm-hmm. coming down. What, what do you think it's coming to? What's the speed as it's coming down at its, at its fastest velocity? That's Probably a good like question. 15, 30? 20 miles an hour. I mean, yeah. it's booking for something yeah. that big. Mm-hmm. But it, it goes down smoothly, you know, and, and like just for them to crest over, and then it gets pretty steep, yeah, it you does. know, right at the beginning of that. When uh-huh. you're looking out over the edge and down to where, all, you know, most of the crowd is, and then uh, they pick up speed, and then. That's why Slinky Dog was so amazing. It really was great. Dude, our general manager, Joe yeah. Bell, yeah. rode down. <laughs> On a sled, <laughs> which I didn't even know well, he had gone down at that point until I found out later on over the weekend when I got an email. I was talking to him about it in the hallway, and, and uh, he was commenting about the fact that when you're up on the top of that hill and you can look out down towards the rest of Jack Frost and yeah. see all of the people looking up and watching you, he was really impressed by the sheer number of people that were out there. Yeah, it's pretty cool once yeah. you get up there, and, and you don't get a you don't get an appreciation for the steepness unless you're no. up there, too. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this text came and says this this really has turned into a not to be missed event when people are over a decade of not missing it. That really says something. Oh, that's cool. Uh so yeah, we uh we will continue to do this event as long as anybody's interested in going to it. But uh, it was it was a really, really, really good one this year. Probably the best one yet. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love it when that happens. So nice job by all and we have great pictures. Thank you to uh, Brian, of course, photography for being our photographer, uh, Nick Murphy and company uh, for filming all of it. And we'll have the videos coming soon. But there are lots of picture galleries on PrestonSteve.com and any of our social media accounts. And the trophies were so great, too. The Acme yeah. Box trophies were awesome. Yeah, They did I they did some sort of I, laser etching. I don't know how they did it, but there's there was beautiful writing uh, on these uh, these cardboard trophies that they did, yep, and they look phenomenal. Yep. So uh, the, you know, the one for Epic Fail was great. It was actually designed to fake fall apart. The top of it yeah. came yeah. off when I handed it uh, to the winner. So it was uh, it was a blast, and uh, can't wait to do it again next year. In fact, I had a friend of mine who had who had gone up to Jack Frost over the weekend to uh, to ski, and he texted me. He's like, dude. There, uh, I'm up here in in the uh, the lodge. They're showing all these videos of the cardboard classic. He's like, "Oh my god!" You know, the first question was, "How drunk were those people?" <laughs> and and I told him, "Yeah, everybody starts tailgating." He's like, "I am going to have to come to this event because until you get out there and you really see what's going on, mm-hmm. you, you, it just it doesn't it doesn't really speak to how awesome it is unless you're actually there." So next year, come on out, come yeah. and join us if you can. Uh, we have an announcement to Ooh. make. This concerns money. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, this is a chance for you to win some cash from our friends at T-Mobile in Northeast <laughs> Philadelphia. It is called Catch Casey's Cash by Metro T-Mobile. Now, here's what you're going to need to do. It's this Wednesday. You join the MMR. Uh, MM Army, I'm sorry. Yeah. The MMR. <laughs> me. Uh, Wednesday. <laughs> From 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., there's one hour. There's a window for you to go by the T-Mobile, in the Metro by T-Mobile uh, in Northeast Philadelphia. 
And then you enter to win via text. You just need to know the special keyword that's located inside the store to enter. Oh, you have to go yeah. to the store. Yeah, so uh, what you got to do is get there between 9 and 10 a.m. and then text word to 39333. And one random texter will win Casey's 500 bucks. Pretty simple to do. Wait a second, my money? Your money. Your money. I'm, oh, man. Coming out of your check. Yeah. Uh, go, Metro guys? by T-Mobile store address is 2201 Cotman Avenue, Philadelphia. Uh, it's the shopping center at Cotman and Bustleton, just to give you a heads up. So that's not until Wednesday. Uh, we're just making you aware of it now, and I'll remind you tomorrow, and then obviously on the morning of your chance to win cash. Pretty easy way to go about it. It's essentially like a secret text word type of thing. Still, um, but you got to get the uh, the word to text in by going into the store. Easy money. Very easy money. All right, listen, I want to take a break. We're going to do that very thing. We're going to come back in a moment or two. We do have the B file on the way in just a little bit, so make sure you stay with us. We will be back in a little bit. Said. Something I failed to mention uh, in the last break when we were recapping the Cardboard Classic is the incredible hard work uh, by some people that it takes to pull that off, uh, specifically our promotions department and our engineering department. <laughs> oh, man, the nightmare. Because they do all the they do all the, the, the practical stuff, the, the, the hardwired, the, the actual physical things that need to be there to make that thing happen, like the PA system that has enough sound to cover that entire area. There are speakers all over the place, and they have to wire and run all those things, and they do it like that morning. They do some of it the night before, and they do some of it that morning while we're doing our show. They go up, they set up everything, and and obviously while the show is actually going on, the monitors are outside so people can hear when we're in the E2000 lounge early in the morning. But you're right. The amount of work is just mind-boggling. Yeah, and uh, Eric and the promotions department, Todd, and all those guys making sure that everybody is where they need to be and that uh, all of the uh, the listeners and the participants are <laughs> taken care of properly. Bless you, Casey. Thank you. And also, uh, who am I forgetting? Brent Porsche for spinning the music while we were there. And our entire sales staff that brings up clients to take a look at what we do and our sponsors that are there and make sure that they are well taken care of and that they have a good time. It's it's an entire, it's a whole uh, staff event. Yes. You know, it's one of those types of things. It's amazing. Yeah, so thanks to everybody who uh, who made that whole thing happen. All right, now we got to get to the Bizarre File, so we're going to do it. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre File. And it's brought to you by... Monster Mania Con 42. Oh, yeah. It's happening March 8th to the 10th. You can come see Dolph Lundgren. Uh, Christina, uh, yeah, Christina Ricci will be there. Screams Nev Campbell. Meatloaf. Meatloaf. And more. Tickets are available at the door. And for more information of the gore in store, you can visit monstermania.net. Here's a story out of Georgia. A rapper was having lunch at Cracker Barrel when thieves stole nearly... A half a million dollars in jewelry and cash from his custom car. Damn it. Adolph Thornton, the Memphis rapper known as Young Dolph, was at the (laughs) Cracker Barrel just before noon on Wednesday when it happened. 
Police say Thornton and another man were eating when employees told him that someone had broken into his custom camouflage Mercedes-Benz SUV in the parking lot. Cracker Barrel is such a magnet for rappers. It was unusual in a number of ways, the police chief Anthony Bizdillo said. <laughs> uh, number one, he said, we see the suspects in a video. They come to this vehicle three separate times. Investigators said the first time the thieves approached the truck, they may have entered the SUV without breaking into it. The video shows the suspects drive off and return two more times. It was the third time they broke in through the window. The rapper said his driver's side window was damaged and the following items were stolen. A diamond chain valued at approximately $27,000. Another chain valued at $57,000. A Richard Millie watch valued at $230,000. A Patek Philippe watch valued at $85,000. Yeah. Cartier sunglasses for $24,000. <laughs> Cartier sunglasses for just $700. A Glock firearm. Pirelli backpack valued at $300. Apple MacBook at $3,000. Apple iPad at $500. And Apple AirPods valued at $200. Why wouldn't you leave that in the car? You know, all of that in yeah. the car. Thornton said that it would cost about $700 to replace his window. Investigators are puzzled by what happened after young Dolph got out of his truck. They say that the taillights flashed off and on, and in the next couple of minutes, they flashed two more times. Uh, The officer said that's interesting to us in terms of what happened with the vehicle. Was it being locked? Unintentionally unlocked? We don't know. Young Dolph posted on Instagram this week that he would be giving away one of his other customized cars to a fan who makes the best video for a contest involving his music. The Memphis-born rapper has worked with Atlanta artists, including Migos, Gucci Mane, and Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty? Yep. You don't mess with Lil Yachty. Half a million dollars worth of stuff in his camouflage SUV parked at Cracker Barrel. I mean, when I'm at Cracker Barrel, if there's $30,000 worth of stuff in my car, Mm. it's a miracle. A British tourist visiting Boston captured on video a hungry seagull devouring a dead rat in a single gulp and posted it on social media, prompting thousands of horrified comments. Uh, That's disgusting. The video shows the gull pecking tentatively at the rodent before picking it up in his beak and swallowing the entire animal whole. Why not? Go all in, right? How big is this thing? Uh, The bird then flies atop a parked car on Salem Street in the heart of Boston's North End, popular for its dozens of Italian restaurants, the rat's tail hanging from the gull's mouth. Mm -mm -mm. So people were eating and watching this. You got a little something there. The unidentified Briton who caught the beastly breakfast on camera can be heard exclaiming, Oh my God, it just swallowed it whole. An Indiana man accidentally shot himself in his genitalia. (laughs) Officers came in contact with a 46-year-old man in the emergency room shortly before 7 a.m. on Thursday. There, the man told officers that he was on a walkway near a Girl Scout cabin when the high-point 9-millimeter handgun in his waistband began to slip. The man said he reached down to adjust the gun, accidentally causing it to discharge. The bullet entered just above the man's penis, and exited his scrotum. Oh, my balls! The man doesn't have an Indiana handgun license, and the case will be sent to the prosecutor's office. Hey, when are people going to learn about that tucking the gun into your waistband thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, when you're walking around the Girl Scout cabin and all, why not be armed? I'm going to go get some Girl Scout cookies. I better be packing heat. Hey, some people go on vacation and have fun. Others break the rules and find themselves in a rather perilous situation. On Monday, Catherine Strang says that she got a string of hilarious texts and photos from her dad about his trip to Iceland with uh, her grandmother. 
The two recently visited a lagoon. Uh, it's a glacial lagoon in the southeastern part of the country. The grandmother found a large piece of ice that was shaped like a chaise lounge along the lagoon shore, and she laid on it so that her son could take a photo. And that's when a wave lifted the ice thrown up and out into the water, <laughs> and she was swept out to sea. Oh, my God. Uh, on her ice chaise lounge chair. Uh, she had to be formally rescued. Luckily, there were uh, there was a man nearby who was a licensed boat captain and had professional water rescue training. Uh, String shared the photos Jeez. online, and it quickly went viral. Yeah, she got swept <laughs> out to sea. Goodbye. Yep. Uh, a teenager faces two felony charges after admitting to putting a cattle sedative in his stepfather's drinks last year. A cattle sedative? Listen to this kid. This kid's got oh, problems. God. Uh, Tyler Malone, 16 years old, was charged with placing foreign objects in edibles and second-degree reckless endangering safety. His mom and stepdad reported in April that a box of oxytocin containing rompin, which is given to cows during the delivery of calves, was missing from their barn. In January, Malone's stepdad went to the hospital with a droopy face, slurred speech, heavy breathing, and was stumbling, officials said. I think my son put something in my food. I'm sorry, you what? I think my son put something in my food. In your food, okay. Doctors told him that it was from... I don't feel so good. Doctors told him it was from energy drinks. I don't have any energy. He was drinking energy drinks and also stress and lack of sleep. Uh, but when it happened again in April of the next year... When I come out of this, I'm going to rip your ass off. He started uh, monitoring his beverages and the symptoms disappeared. Uh, during that same time period, Malone was expelled from high school for hacking school emails. His mom told police, he said, Remember what happened to that kid that was expelled in Florida? His mom told officials she believed that was referencing the Parkland shooting. Oh, boy. After Malone's stepdad started to suspect his stepson was doing something to him, he found used syringes that he thought Malone was using to put the cattle sedative in his drinks. What a lunatic. An employee that also worked at the farm told police that Malone was messing with his stepdad while he was sleeping by putting blankets on his face and punching him. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Just messing with your dad. Yeah. Wow. It's funny. I punch you at night. I punch you in the face. Isn't that funny? According to the complaint, Liquid uh, saved from several of the stepdad's drinks and the syringes that he found tested positive for the cattle sedative. And on February 7th, Malone admitted to putting the drug in his stepdad's drink because, quote, he thought it was funny. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. I put battery acid in your Frappuccino. Uh, Malone told officers he never wanted to hurt his stepdad. No, I just wanted him to laugh. This little psycho is scheduled to be uh, charged in court on March 18th. It's funny. Wow, that's terrifying. And that is what I have for you in the Bizarre File this morning. All right, we're going to take a break. We made um, a few announcements. Uh, A couple of them were concert announcements. So when we get to music news, I will reiterate that information for you. We'll also have a chance for you to win something. We'll do the lesson question when we come up next. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Alexa. Amazon's voice-activated personal assistant, Alexa, will take you right to MMR's brand new skill. It's the easiest way to open the station live stream and our audio on demand. Simply say, Alexa, open MMR. Today, for the lesson question, rewarding you for paying attention to our show, we have a chance to win The Office Season 3 on DVD. And the question that I have for you, we're talking about John De- Johnny Depp, who's uh, suing... 
Amber Heard for $50 million. Yeah. Defamation lawsuit. Well, Johnny's still hanging on to being a cowboy. And when we were we were chatting, we found out he was having trouble finding what particular cowboy item. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. I guess it would be a pair of cowboy items, if you will. Um, but you had to have been listening. So don't make anything up. Call now if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. And while you're calling in... We'll do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. This morning it is brought to you by Dietz and Watson Real Philly Deli. Real Philly Deli starts with Dietz and Watson Premier Meats and Artisan Cheeses. Handcrafted with pride in Philadelphia since 1939. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Real Housewives Teresa Judice reportedly not visiting her husband Joe as he serves out his four-year prison sentence for tax fraud. Teresa says she's mad at Joe because he never takes her out. Oh. Oh, my God. Johnny Depp suing his ex-wife Amber Heard, as we just said, for defamation of character after she wrote an op-ed indirectly accusing him of domestic abuse. Heard is denying the allegation, saying there's no connection between her ex and the man in her piece named Donnie Fepp. Oh, my God. And finally, uh, Star Magazine reporting that Victoria Beckham has turned to Kate Beckinsale for advice on how to spice things up in the be- in the bedroom. Beckinsale was reportedly quickly able to help Posh Spice, telling her that during sex, she should pretend she's alive. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. All right, we're going to see if we can find... The winner. Uh, find somebody knows the answer to our lesson question. Today, we're asking you what cowboy item Johnny Depp was having trouble finding. 215-263-WMMR, the number. And I'll go to Gary, see if we can get an answer. Hey, Gary, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Good. What was Johnny looking for, his cowboy thing? He was looking for his spurs. 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 You're correct, sir. Hang on the line. We're going to get your information, and we're going to take care of you. We do have... The Office Season 3 on DVD, Dunder, uh, Dund- on DVD, Dunder Mifflin has relocated to Cozy TV. Watch Michael, Dwight, Jim, Pam, and the rest of The Office in a two-hour block every single weeknight at 10 on Cozy TV. Broadcast Channel 10.2, Xfinity Channel 248, and Verizon Channel 460. What's that on my ham radio, Preston? Philadelphia. That is at uh, 1,600 gigawatts. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're going to do music news now. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right. And music news brought to you this morning by Duncan. You're in luck. Duncan has $2 medium iced coffee all day long. Plus, celebrate St. Patrick's Day throughout March with Duncan's delicious Irish cream coffee. America runs on Duncan. Excludes cold brew. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Disturbed singer David Raymond said in a recent interview that he that it has become incredibly difficult to take care of his voice on tour. Mm. Explaining particularly this season, all of our colleagues are getting the flu or getting upper respiratory infections. This run, I already have developed another sinus infection. I'm fighting it now. It's been difficult. So he says he plans to have another septoplasty, a corrective procedure to straighten a deviated nasal septum at some point between tours, saying I had one previous for a very badly deviated septum. My nose was broken like three different times, so there are all kinds of pieces of shrapnel in there and whatnot. 
and I need to get it fixed properly because I have chronic sinus infections that happen again and again, and it's really starting to it be sounds a, like a mess, a pain in the ass. He also cited. Well, they're going re- in the wrong way then. Oh yeah, the, you need to don't go that way. Uh, Draymond also <laughs> cited the uh, recent vocal troubles of Ozzy Osbourne. Bring me the horizons, Ollie Sykes and Greta Van Fleet's John Kiska. It's really affecting my thing. <laughs> it's become quite an issue. He said, uh, "We've had a rough time, all of us, this winter, and it's just not easy. You try to stay hydrated, you try to get the proper amount of rest. It's this constant tightrope you're walking. But I suppose if it were easy, everybody would be doing it." Uh, speaking of Bring Me the Horizon singer Ollie Sykes, he has fully recovered from the ruptured vocal cord which caused cancellation of the last two shows of the band U.S. tour. (laughs) He and Draymond need to go out on tour together. (laughs) That sounds disgusting. Uh, What happened to him? What did he say? I, uh, yeah, I don't know what to do. That's what I'm talking about. One more time, I'm sorry. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, so he took to Twitter on Friday to write, Just been to the voice doctors. My, my voice is fully. <laughs> he said, My voice is fully healed. Whoop, whoop. See you all soon. I mean, I mean you're, you live by your voice. You know, this is, it's such a precarious thing. You know, I'm, I'm having a, a little procedure done. I know you're having a little thing done, Preston. We're both getting breast augmentation. Yes, we are. Uh, the little and, things. But no, but so the, uh, and you know, it's like, it's your, your moneymaker. And, yeah. and you, you know, anytime they start fiddling with anything there, you're, you know, worried. Yeah, so the, I'm glad he's back. The band had his crap. Whoop, whoop. Two concerts. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> that's a Shelbyville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what oh, they the say. Simpsons? That's right, how yeah. they mock Springfield. Yeah. What do people in Springfield say? <laughs> <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the band had described two concerts last month with Sykes saying that he was told by doctors that if he didn't rest his voice immediately, he would be in serious danger of doing permanent damage. So, looks like he's doing better. I don't think you have a problem with Blink-182, The Offspring, and 311 are among the numerous Warped Tour veterans set to perform at the festival's upcoming 25th anniversary shows this summer. i got to believe Marissa's going to try to go to this. Yeah. Uh, although the festival staged its final full tour last year, uh, the special events will take place on June 8th at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, uh, June 29th and 30th in Atlantic City, and jo- uh, July 20th and 21st in Mountain View, California. Among the other acts appearing at uh, one or more of the shows are... Good Charlotte, Sum 41, Simple Plan, Gym Class Heroes, Anti-Flag, Bad Religion, Less Than Jake, and All-American Rejects, and more. That's a Warp Tour bill. Yeah. I used to I used to really, I, I never made it to the Warp Tour, but I loved, you know, the, like whole, the, idea. My, the whole idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fozzie. Oh, soup. Fozzie Singer and uh, WWE Wrestling Superstar Chris Jericho has just purchased a gated lakefront estate in Odessa, Florida, 
for $3.255 million. <laughs> yeah, so the neighbors. <laughs> That's what the neighbors are saying. Uh, the 8,569-square-foot house wow. has five bedrooms, six full bathrooms, a six-car garage, and a tennis court. This place is gorgeous. There's a picture of it up on the screen here in the studio. It has sort of a Mediterranean look to it? A hacienda. Hacienda? Yeah. A uh, burrito look to it? Amenities include wine storage for 500 bottles. Uh, Fozzie's latest album, Judas, was a major success for the band with the title track reaching the top five. <laughs> On the rock radio chart, uh, and uh, earned over 20 million streams on Spotify. So he's 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 doing pretty well, yeah. And we had two concert announcements earlier this morning. We gave away some tickets as well. I don't have tickets right now, but I will give you the ticket information. MMR presents Alice Cooper and Hailstorm. I think that's with, a great double bill. Yeah, with Motionless and White. It's going to be August 16th, BB&T Pavilion. Tickets go on sale Friday, and that will be at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. There is a pre-sale that will take place this Thursday, by the way. I have to have... And that's from uh, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Use the password radio. I have to believe she's going to join him on stage. Yeah, I would think so. Right? Yep. Uh, So that's one. And then the other one, intrigued by this, Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher co-headlining. It's another good one. At the BB&T Pavilion Thursday, August 8th, by the way. So that should be pretty cool. Um, We've had a chance to meet. Both of those bands, or artists, I should yeah. say, and Noel Gallagher is a nice guy. He really uh, was. Liam is is the guy that's on the jerky side. Now, listen, they can both be jerks, uh, but Noel, I remember before he came in to be interviewed in our studio, I remember being nervous because I'm like, oh, man, are we going to have a cantankerous guest yeah. and this is going to be a difficult interview? Super nice guy. He was good. Very easy to interview, and uh, Smashing Pumpkins, I've had a chance to encounter them many times, and Billy's always great, so... Uh, the show is going to be at BB&T Pavilion Thursday, August 8th, uh, and it's called the High Flying Bird Summer Tour 2019. Special guest, AFI as well. It's another good act. Uh, so tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com, so there's a lot of uh, info for you need to know. Click on concerts at WMMR.com to get the full details on any shows that are coming to the area. That's it. That's what I got for you in music news this morning. That's all you need. Let's take another break. Come back in a second. Get ready. Get ready to wrap the whole thing up. I'm like, I hit a button and all of a sudden I heard that. Uh, we'll get ready to wrap it up. Letter today. Word of the week. Prize who appears up to. We'll return in just a moment. Become an MMR VIP. Get early access to concert pre-sales, special deals, and VIP-only contests. You'll get our newsletter about twice a month, most of which you'll find worthwhile. Sign up now at WMMR.com. When is um, is Daylight Savings Time this weekend? I believe it is. Uh, Nick, you know these things, yeah? Yeah, this weekend. Oh, my God. That's a, that is... And then Christmas on Monday. Nice. Then Christmas yeah. already? Oh, my, oh my God. I haven't even started shopping. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, time change. It does kind of screw us for the, uh, uh, you know, the hour that you lose, but uh, there's light later in the day, and it's just nicer. Yeah. It just when that you, happens. I don't know. It just makes you feel better. Yes. You feel like you're getting more of a day. You feel alive. <laughs> I mean, it was 
It is lighter out dark. I mean, it later, is lighter right? out darker. Yeah, shut up, <laughs> it gets late early out there. It does get late early out there, <laughs> especially when it's light when it's dark out. But it's got it's getting better. <laughs> and it's, with the light, you can see how dark it is. Yeah. Damn it! How, how did you say that again? What it's was getting it? lighter darker. I meant to say it's still light later. It's getting lighter darker out there. All right, well, anyway, a uh, quick thank you to our lone in-studio guest this morning, Mr. Drew McIntyre. Yes. WWE Raw, hell of a nice guy. He's, uh, a, he's in- a sharp-dressed man. Instagram, the ladies were loving him, man. Well, he's got he's got that accent. He's a good-looking dude. He's a nice guy. <laughs> Reminds us of us. Of us. <laughs> yeah. You know, I felt a kindred spirit in him when he stopped yeah, by this morning. So. Uh, Preston is, uh, he's... He's got a six pack now. Did you know that? I don't have a six pack. Yes, you do. Well, you no. got it's like a four pack then. Yeah, working on a six. It's getting pack. there. I showed Casey a picture I took of my of my abs this weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's working on that little V thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Damn, press. Thanks, Jim. I'm you glad have you. an ab off. Yeah, you got abs too, brother. You still doing your uh, your crunches all the time? Yep. Nice. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Crunching it up in the weekends. That's me. Yeah. How you doing? Fine. You had a you had a good time. It looked like at the cardboard classic. Oh, I I I, I love the recaps that you guys do of the events, and uh, it really it just had a great vibe to it. Um, the the weather couldn't have been more perfect. The sleds, the creativity yet again. What great listeners we have mm-hmm. with madcap senses of um, you know of the bizarre of the the, the idea, for example. That you're going to send two sleds down, one of them being the iceberg, and the other being the Titanic itself, which will crash into the iceberg. That was totally great. forgot about how good, glad, cool that was. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I mean, you know, and I, the iceberg did tip over, but the collision occurred. It did. The indeed. Titanic hit that iceberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and the, there, I think this was the first year for two two uh, dual lanes, same sled. So the Jeopardy one, or the Wheel of Fortune one, was similar because the Wheel of Fortune came down on one lane. Right next to it came the big signboard that had Preston and Steve, Jackie Bam Bam, Pierre, Jackson. I mean, it had all of our names out in the big letter. It's just amazing. I mean, you remember we had one year where the tumbler from Batman came down, the Batmobile, (sighs) and then the motorcycle that was in the tumbler came out. From the, I mean, that's, that's right. how elaborate and how complex right. he's got, and it pretty much came off that way. It was yep. amazing. Yeah. Before yeah. the height restrictions, we had one Liberty Place going down. I remember that. I mean, uh, the greatest hits reel. I don't know if there is a greatest hits reel because usually it's just year after year, but it could be made into one. You know, it's funny as I was thinking about <clears throat> the various things that are there, and uh, for a stretch, we went through, and we really don't see them anymore, were uh, bongs and penises. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I think we got that out of our system. We've moved along. But you there, can't but there say used bong to be, and penis on the air. There used to be giant penises yeah. or, or huge bongs that would make their way, and they were hilarious. Uh, but but people have, have steered their creativity into different directions, and we get different stuff now. Well, um, and last year, uh, the giant heel went down that was for Kathy that she didn't ride was in it. Was that last year? I think it was last year. No, heel. no, it was the year before because it was, it was, two years ago. It was okay. a disaster last year. It was what do you mean by that heel? Well, uh, it was a high, high heel shoe. Oh, shoe. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think Sarah rode in it, but this year, for the first time ever, uh, Kathy Romano. She did. Went yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah. Hill. Yeah. It was amazing. Amazing. It was fun. Amazing. I'll well, tell you, you what, though, I will 
be sure to check the sleds. Because <laughs> I can, like, when, when you go over that hill, like, I just kept thinking, what's behind me? Because if it's not well made, it's going to crash down. And right. like, like with the church, that kind of happened. Well, there was the, the one that was the, I guess the, the bar or the, the, uh, was it the Conestoga wagon? Yeah, it was a wagon and then the saloon. Right. So that uh, was, so it, was with, it was dragging a saloon behind it. The saloon had no window with which to tell that the uh, Conestoga wagon had come to a dead stop. <laughs> so everyone <laughs> aboard, so Pancake is aboard the Conestoga wagon and the saloon kept traveling at full velocity into the back of the, uh, of the Conestoga wagon. And Pancake in, in like John McClane diehard fashion attempted to leap out of the way somewhat successfully. Uh, Not completely. It, it shook him up, though, so we gave him several Jack Daniels at dinner later right. uh, later uh, that uh, evening. Uh, 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 the only drink he will drink. So uh, just an amazing time. Yeah, it was great. We had a blast. Um, why don't we get the letter of the day from you? Okay. Ready? Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. T is in thanks. All right, and we have letter number one to go. Five altogether. We'll have a word, and we're going to give away from Hyundai City in Burlington, New Jersey, a two-day, two-night golf package at Killington Resort in Vermont. Uh, the March Mayhem deals at Hyundai City are scoring big, and you can shop them all at HyundaiCity.com. Uh, what's planned for today's program? Well, thank you for asking. Mm. Um, I have I have hair in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a concert announcement. Another you guys, you guys gave out two. I've got yet another to give away, uh, not to the giveaway, but to announce at noon. But I do have some giveaways of one of the ones you did mention, Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher over in Camden. I will have that to give away and a concert announcement, a different one at twelve noon. Uh, we'll have workforce blocks that include ACDC and the Struts and Rob Zombie. Uh, so we'll have some fun today. I love it. Thank you, Pierre. Let me thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today. By Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Also, Monster Mania Con 42, happening March 8th to the 10th. Monstermania.net for all the information. And also, Armor Metals and Recycling for all of your metal and computer recycling needs. Uh, tomorrow on our program, our good buddy Brent Selleck is stopping in. So cool. Always nice to have Brent stop by, and we'll see how things are going in retired life for him. Uh, and I'm sure we'll have many other things to give away and get into. So that is it. We are done. Rage on. And have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. If one more 20-something female with a cell phone doesn't say thank you when I hold the door for them, I'm going to blow my brains out. Next message. Yo, awesome cardboard classic. We'll be back again next year. And to that chick who gave that dude a between the you a baby. Next message. Hey, this is for the shop in Bristol whose company vehicle just drove past me covered in snow. Clean your roof off, you assholes. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.